is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is Thursday, January 19th, 2023. This is the Monty Show, a pleasure to be with you. How about the finisher? Laurie Markkinen last night dominates for the Utah Jazz. Should the Jazz be buyers or sellers at the deadline? Jake is all of a sudden madly in love, head over heels in love with Ochai Agbaji. He, we, I watched, I watched you, I watched you burn Katie's jersey last night. Yeah, yeah. And write Ochai on your jock strap. Oh my God, just like that. Oh. It, it was pretty amazing to see yeah, the turnaround. I mean, it was incredible. That you put up because Ochai is a bad man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Monty Show presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, hey, if you've been in a wreck, if you've been in an accident, if you've gotten hurt at work, if you've tripped and fallen on a sidewalk in the grocery store, if you are fighting for your or your family's social security benefits, yes, that's right. The Advocates can help you with that too. Check them out online at theadvocates.com. You can chat with an attorney 24 hours a day, seven days a week, theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. And as always, the Advocates do not charge you a dime until they win your case, theadvocates.com. Good morning, everybody. How about your Utah Jazz last night, 126-103, and Laurie Markinen is a stud. The finisher went absolutely berserk last night. Six of eight from three. Um, as you see on the screen, he puts up 34 points. Like, this guy is your star player. And I know he's no Ochai Agbaji, but he'll do. The, the question is, should the Utah Jazz be buyers or sellers at the deadline? And I know... We tend to get excited about this stuff, Jake. And Laurie Markkinen's back, and he played really well. If you're Danny Ainge, what are you doing at the deadline? Yeah, I mean, I'm still, I'm still selling, and I'm still creating the team that needs to be created here. I mean, you know, the the reality of the situation is, is you did have a good night last night, but none of the main guys for the Clippers were playing, so you know, it was not a surprise that you rolled this team. And I think that it was a lot of fun to watch that game. I had, I had a good time watching that game. I, I think there's a lot of great storylines out of it. You know, you knew you were in for a long night as soon as Laurie hit that corner three, you know, like a minute into the game on his second shot. Like, you knew that it was going to be one of those nights. But I think, you know, if we step back and really take a look at this thing, like, the reality is, is there's still a lot of work to be done here. And, yeah, you did throttle a Clippers team that was injured and basically resting their guys. But, and see, I don't, even, I don't even care about that. Well, I care about that because there's no way in hell they're beating the Clippers straight up. If Kawhi and Paul George are playing, you're Why? not beating the Clippers. Look, look Storm Cloud. I'm I don't know. You, I don't know what happened question, to you. If we're going to ask the question, <laughs> should they buy or sell at the deadline, we can't also then be like, well, no, they should buy because they but beat see, up on I'm a hurt here today. Team. I'm here today. The, 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 the Jazz are 500 again at 24 and 24. They're sixth in the West. 
uh, you know, the finisher, like, I mean, should happen. you know, Mike Conley, Ochai, you know, free chicken, <laughs> Walker Kessler with another double-double, like, I'm here for all this, and you're like, yeah. oh, sorry, bud, time to make it rain. Well, Jazz sucks, so do the Clippers, listen, if you're gonna trade them all. With, if you're going to roll out with, should we buy or sell at the deadline? You know, you got to keep it real. You got to keep it real. You should be I, selling at the deadline. Well, listen, obviously, I agree with you. I think the Jazz should be sellers at the deadline. But there is something unique about this club. It is fun to watch this team. I, I You know, they're a 500 team, as I said, after 48 games. It's nothing to write home about. This isn't going to be a historic team performance-wise. But there's something fun about this team where you actually look forward to games, where you're excited to see them play like, you know, it. Brooklyn's coming into town on Friday night, and uh, Chaboy ain't going to play Chaboy. Kevin Durant. Wouldn't you expect the Jazz to win that game? I would. Yeah. Like, I'm excited about that. I'm looking forward to that. And for my money, I think it's one of those situations where it just doesn't matter, bro. Like, they, they won the game. They're, they're, they're winning games. They're in a playoff spot. You know. And you should be sellers because I'm the guy who also tells you as Jazz fans, don't get emotionally invested in these guys. Right, Austin Napierski, our guy we took to the game. Yeah, I was telling him you got to get a John Stockton retro jersey if that's your flavor, because you're not getting you're not getting a Mike Conley jersey or you know, and and to steal the legendary Holly Rose terminology, right. Malik Threesley. Oh, right, you know, me. Like, it's no longer beastly; it's Threesley. <laughs> Sorry, my bad, my bad. You know, um, I, but you can't get emotionally invested in this team. But this was a fun win. It was. You know, like it was. You know, the, the funny thing is, Laurie Markkinen has 24 in the first half, and Teddy Wayman, our, our, our favorite listener, Teddy Wayman's dreams of winning a bet, died. And it was awesome that they yeah. died in such unbelievable fashion <laughs> because Laurie Markkinen's back. He's a true superstar. That dunk he had, yeah. oh, my God, it beats a Zubat's soul. Yeah. Left the building. Yeah. Like, yeah. that was a great moment. And the thing that I... I I feel like when I watch this team is it's fun to watch this team. And I know they're 500. I know they're sixth in the West. I know that if they lose Friday, they'll be like 12th in the West. We get it. Yeah. But it's fun to watch this team. Yes. And I think if you're a jazz fan, it's easy to get caught up in the minutia of, Hey, we're winning. Let's go get, let's go get a vet. And you know, no, yes, yes, yes. No, let's not do that. Trey Clarkson, Beasley, the only untouchable on this team is Laurie Markkinen. Oh, I thought you were going to say Ochai. No. Sorry. No, bad. I actually have sense about myself. <laughs> I know that Ochai is not untouchable. <laughs> Laurie Markkinen is the only untouchable on this team. Uh -huh. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I agree with everything you said. Like, it is, it was a fun win last night. You know, I, I yeah, I have to agree. As I said yesterday, Ochai is not an untouchable. Uh, he is someone that, again, I'm just going to keep saying, if you want Ochai, you're going to have to overpay a little bit, you know, not a lot of it, but a little bit, you know, you're going to have to be willing to, to skew that value towards the jazz more than towards yourself. Uh, I, I just, cause I, I believe that Ochai is someone that is going to turn into a really elite defender uh, at his position. And I think he's going to knock down the three from the corner at a really high percentage. And yeah. those guys, you know, there's a lot of knock it down from the corner at a high percentage, guys. There's not a lot of elite defender and shoot it at a high percentage, guys. So to me, that's why I'm a little resistant to give him up. But yeah, I mean, I, I think generally speaking, yeah, Laurie's the only untouchable. I, I, I don't think that Ochai certainly is untouchable, but I, I do, I would like to see him here for the next 
you know, two years or whatever. Like I'd like Ochai to see Ochai Bougie. Yes, that's correct. Yes. Yes. Like, what are we going to name Ochai? Is it just Ochai? Is that it? Buckets of Ochai. Stop. Do not compare the two. <laughs> I think it's Akbuji. Akbuji. That's what I think it is. That block was bougie. Yeah, it was. That was perfectly timed. I mean, to me, oh my to me, god, to meet Buddy at the highest point and Buddy. get the block and like it just you know, I, I, what more can you ask? Like it's it's exactly what you want. And you know, the other thing that I wanted to say, and I do want to get to comments early here because I know you guys are excited about this win. But the other thing that I would say is, isn't this the way that this game should have gone down? So, sure, yeah, you're without your best players. Okay, great. Clippers were injured. Okay, great. The Jazz won by 23 points. Yeah. They led wire to wire. They were never in danger of snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Like, they were never in danger of that. That's exactly how this game should have gone down. Yeah. And what I think you're seeing is that when you have your full complement of players, and they essentially did last night, there's just no reason this team can't win every game they play. And I know that sounds outlandish. Yeah. But I think you should expect them to beat Brooklyn on Friday night. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, again, it, it, no KD. Like, you know, you're, you're facing a Brooklyn team that obviously has some injury issues. I would expect a similar result. Now, I, I, I will also say that Brooklyn team happens to have a lot more grit and fight in them, in my opinion, than this Clippers team did last night. So I think I don't think you're beating them by 23. No, you know? what you mean is Brooklyn will actually make an effort and defend? Yeah. You know, <laughs> like you're not going to get a lot of those easy transition buckets. In you're my not opinion. dunking on Claxton. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like you're going to get a lot of fight out of Brooklyn. So that'll be a closer game. But but look, I, yeah, I, I think the Jazz are, I can't remember the stat, but they've been in a bunch of you know, five point or less games oh, yeah. where they've been right there and just don't know how to finish or don't have the talent to close the game or whatever the case may be. And and I think a lot of Jazz fans are like, well, if if we're close, why don't we just add to this roster and get someone to put us over the top? And it's like, yeah, you could do that, but but that's not going to get you to ch the championship level that you need to get to. You you need to build a team around Lori that really is complete that can do can, can win games in a lot of different ways because that's ultimately the true test in the league you know it's yep. not about whether you can three and d every single night it's about whether you can three and d one night and then another night you can you can you know play a physical game inside you know and then another night you can win a defensive struggle like like that's what the nba is about so to me this team, when they play fast, yeah, they're tougher to beat. The Jazz are tougher to beat when they play fast. But the problem is, is that the inconsistencies that we've seen for most of the year are going to show up. They always do. And you're going to have stretches where you'll win five in a row and you'll be like, okay, okay, maybe we should be buyers at the deadline. No, you need to stay committed to the plan. Stay committed to the path. No. Stay committed to the plan. <laughs> Don't go reaching into the cookie jar and just do what you need to do. Buddy. And if you do that, if you do that, Danny Ainge, buddy, buddy, will have a successful run here with the Jazz. Yeah, and before we before we move on to to what you guys think this morning, I just want to show you this picture of Markinen's poster. Look at Buddy <laughs> getting dunked on. <laughs> Look at Ivica Zubac's face. Nice face, bro. Nice like, face. This is forever your legacy with Larry Markinen now. 
Like, that's what Laurie Markkinen did to you. Yeah. He dunked up in your face. By the way, nice little armband you got going on there, too. That yeah, didn't save hey, you. Hey, he sweats hard, you know, occasionally. Look at, I just love the look on his face. And if, if, you just, if you just focus on his face, the best part is, I don't know if you didn't know that he was getting dunked on. If you did not know that he was getting dunked on. What do you think he would be doing? Leaning. And you know where I'm going with this. You know, you know where I'm going with this. If you did not know that Avica Zubac was getting dunked on right there, <laughs> what, what would you think he is doing right there? He's burning a deuce, bro. And I know that's been the theme of the show this week. But tell me, tell me he is not pushing one out. You know he oh is. Oh, my God, dude. That's amazing. Bro. <laughs> You're welcome. We This is what we do for you. Tell me he's not pushing one out. <laughs> Tell me he's not. <laughs> Tell, look at that face. Look at that face and tell me he's not pushing one out. Because there's no other explanation. That or he is lighting one of the most unbelievable farts anybody has ever heard. Well, well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, I feel better. Good. I'm more of an adult now. Jazz win last night. Your thoughts, Steve Hambone. Good morning. Uh, nice to have Lori back. The understatement mm -hmm. of the year. Mm -hmm. Nice to have Lori back. Tanner Plummer, good morning to you. My favorite YouTube hacks. That's right. That's us. Thank That's you. us. You know. Kurt Myers, how the heck are you? Uh, Hib says, Lori is fun to watch. Could easily compete in a dunk contest and three-point shootout next month. Well, I don't know about no dunk contest. I mean, he can dunk in the game. And he can posterize guys. Lori Bird. Yeah, I, I'm tired of the Lori Bird comparisons. Larry Markinen. Yeah, come on. I love that people yeah, are nice using question. that. Maury, good morning from Florida. Uh, morning, my guys. Working early today, so uh, I will catch the broadcast afterwards. All right, Maury, we appreciate you, bud. Appreciate you. NY Monty fan, how the heck are you? Always good. To, always a good morning when the Jazz win. Who hey. else has Ochai fever? Hey. Hey. Don't they make a cream for that, NY no, Monty fan? Don't. I believe no, they, they do. Don't. Uh, Kanai Johnson, how the heck are you? Top of the morning, fellas. The finisher keeps putting people on posters. Love his all-around game, dude. I mean, it's one of it's the better real. dunks we've seen this year. Yeah, it's real, bro. It is one of the best. And you know what I love about a good dunk has to have authority in it. Yes. It can't just be, oh, just made it over the rim in the foul. Yeah. When you put a guy on a poster like that and you take his soul. Yeah. I'm for real. You need to, uh, t it, it needs to be jaw level like aggression. I'm for real. Like I am going to rip the rim off the backboard. That's what I loved about that from Laurie last night. Like. I totally agree, KJ. Like, that was... Incredible. My God. My God, that was a dunk. Like, that... that I think that is... Is that the best dunk of the year for the Jazz? Probably. It's got to be right there. Yeah. It's got to be right there. Mike Elway. Hey, Mike, how's John? Uh, hello, guys. The best of the best father-son duel, hands down. Thank yes. you. Appreciate that. Uh, Lopes fan Gabe, what's up? Good morning to you. Teddy Wayman, ah, so sorry. Not sorry about the bet last night. Teddy, Pack maybe. Let's go. Maybe Teddy becomes our guy. And he gives us a, you know, a, a I mean, if you were, I mean, because nobody in the state of Utah gambles or, or bets. <laughs> on, you can't do that here. Yeah, you, you don't. Listen, listen, listen to me. I'm the captain now. Yeah. Okay? Listen to me. You don't gamble in Utah. 
No, you, but you take positions. That's right. In Utah. And Teddy, you know, he works for Wayman Brothers Construction. I mean, they're the biggest construction company, like contractor in the world. Dilly, so, dilly. Yeah, Teddy flies his private jet to Vegas. Right. He, he doesn't go to yeah, no Wendover. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't gamble. He, he doesn't in go Utah. to no no Bendover, Nevada. He goes to Lost Wages. Yeah. I said bend over. Yeah, bend over. Anyway, the right. point is he goes to Las Vegas on the, the Wayman Brothers, you know, custom jet. Right. And stuff. So maybe we need a Teddy Wayman position. No, that comes out wrong. Maybe we need a <laughs> Teddy Wayman. Uh... <laughs> wow. Okay, let's move on. Force G, how the heck are you? Let's go. Utah Jazz, my guy, Ochai. All of a sudden, Ochai's everybody's guy. Let's go. I love it, Forrest. Uh, Yusuf, good morning to you. Hey, everybody. Uh, Anton, want to hear something crazy? That was the first game this season the Jazz led from start to finish. Really? I was unaware of that. That's awesome. Mr. Preston, good morning. Forrest G also says Mike Conley, Michael Conley. Michael. Michael. Michael Conley was absolutely brilliant last night. Reed's laser beam passes and shooting were good. They shot the lights out. Yeah. I mean, My, you know, six, 50, Larry on his own. and a half percent as a team. Larry on his own, six of eight. I believe they were 19 of 32. 19 of 32 as a team, 59 and a half percent. Troy Cushing, my guy, what's up? Tyler P., how the heck are you? So Lori is top five in Raptor rank. Raptor ranks now. Is, First of all, I don't know what Raptor What is a Raptor are? rank right now? With all due respect. I don't know. Laurie's a hell of a player. And one of the things we were talking about in, in our meeting this morning was, Behind hey, the scenes. hey, what, like, what do the Jazz need to add to Laurie Markkinen to become a legitimate contender? And my argument is I don't know that there's a whole lot from a, a, a star power that they need to add. And, I mean, obviously yesterday one of the bigger stories and Jazz fans freaked out about it um, was, you know, this this story with Rui Hachimura uh, being traded by Washington and immediately people are like, Jazz, Jazz, Jazz. I can tell you I heard over the summer that that was a name that was being thrown around. I no. have not can, I have not heard, I did not hear yesterday that the Jazz were one of the teams pursuing. I don't think that makes a whole lot of sense. I mean, no. do you like Hachimura? Like, where, where are you I at mean, with that? I mean, he's okay. I, 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 don't, I don't think he's good enough to warrant trading for him I, I i like i look at you know i look at mitchell robinson and i say okay hey this guy this guy is a little raw from a skill set perspective right yes. he's a little bit of a, a guy who needs some development needs some polishing but what i like about him is he's got game like he can run he's athletic he's got good sense offensively even defensively he's you know usually in the right spot at the right time Real, real good about blocking shots when the opportunity's presented. So, to me, if I'm trading for a big, it's going to have to be someone who who is, is is similar to Walker in the sense that that they're athletic, they can run the floor really well, like they play that similar style. They're just better than Kessler is now. That's, I mean, that's what it's going to have to be if I'm trading for a big. But like Rui Achimura just doesn't. I mean, I'm not saying he sucks, but it's not like the guy is, you know, lighting the world on fire or anything. It's not like the guy is, you know, one of the best bigs in the league, you know? So that's why I say, yeah, like, I, I'm not I'm not all about him. I'm not excited. I would not trade for him. I, yeah. I Frankly, I think, obviously, you know, from a power forward perspective, I, I mean, Rui is is a physically 6'8", 230. But again, I'm all in on John Collins. I mean, and watching some of the Atlanta game last night, I don't know how many people paid attention to that. They were in a shootout 
uh, with Dallas, who frankly, I know this is breaking news and this is going to shock some people. The Dallas Mavericks are terrible defensively. What? They don't what? guard. They don't guard nobody. Hey, what are you talking about? Man? <clears throat> John Collins last night actually played pretty well. Eight of 14, three of five from three last night, 19 points, five boards, three dimes. Like yeah. I, he, to me, John Collins is a guy with a far greater upside and as far as the Utah Jazz are concerned, I think he's a guy that fits much better um, on a championship roster than does a Rui Hachimura. And I, I mean, I, I, I obviously I've spent a lot more time digging into John Collins's game and his upside. Uh, you know, I, I just think his upside is star player. I well, think he's much more explosive. That's the reality of it. The guy can jump out of the gym, and he wants to be that kind of player. And and to me, like. Rui is just a more traditional big. He just is, and there's nothing wrong with that. But but when I look at, like, if I'm going to compare him to John Collins, like, yeah, like, John Collins isn't an amazing defender or anything. Like, he needs to work on that part of his game. But, right. but you can, like, to me, you can just see how John's game translates to what the Utah Jazz do. Like, you can just see it. You can see he's fast, he's mobile, he's really, really, really good in the pick-and-roll game. Like, that is really the bread and butter of John Collins' game. And yeah, he can shoot it. And and that to me is when we talk about, hey, like how can we help Lori? How can we build a roster around Lori? Well, Lori needs time and space. If you give the guy space, he's going to dominate you. You know, if you give him, you know, a wing, like if you give him that, like a side of the floor to kind of operate in and the rest of your offense is is sort of off to the side, like, like he's going to dominate. So to me, I look at John Collins and I say, that's why you should be attracted to him. Not because he's like some amazing player, but he fits in what Will Hardy likes to do and what they're what they're already doing on the floor. So to me, it makes sense. Yeah, and I, I just don't know. And again, this is just me. If you're if you're a seller at the deadline, adding a guy that's so wildly inconsistent from a performance standpoint in Rui Hachimara just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And yes, he shoots a three well. I agree with that offensively, he's probably got a, a little bit deeper of a bag of skill set than John does, but I'm just a John Collins guy over Rui Hachimura. I, I think I think much like Walker Kessler, because I think if you start Walker Kessler, he's a double-double guy. I yeah. mean, if, if he's your starting five every single night, I think Walker Kessler's a double-double guy. I look at John Collins very much the same, but John Collins has, John Collins to me has 15 and 15 potential. He's a guy that can get, he's a guy that can have a big rebound night. He's a 20 rebound a night guy. Mm -hmm. You know, like he, he, he's going to probably be, you know, a 15, 17, 10, 12 rebound guy, but I could absolutely see him being a guy that, uh, you know, once, once a month is going to give you 20 boards a game. He's going to, he's a guy that can give you two or three, three point shots a game. He's a guy though, that has to get better defensively and he can I don't know what Rory Hachimura's greatest asset to this team would be mm -hmm. because I think you have a lot of that guy already on the roster. Yeah. And I don't think, I also don't think by the way that Rui brings the physicality that I want in my power forward because in today's NBA, I need a guy that can both impact you offensively from the four and defend the four because we talk so much about you know, Carl Anthony Towns is probably the best example of a guy that wants to be a four and out of five. Well, you forgot you got to defend the four too. And you do in this league have to have somebody that can defend the four and sag and help defend a, a, the, the dominant wing players, the yeah. twos and threes in this league. I think John Collins can be that guy. I, I truly do. 
So I would love your thoughts on Rui Hachimura as Jazz fans. Are you ex- are you excited about that? I don't know. It, it, it would be, you know, I wonder what. I just am not excited about Rui at all. That yeah. doesn't get me moving yeah. a, a little bit. Yusuf says, uh, Colin seems to be a problem-free fit. I A problem-free fit. The thing that worries you about John Collins is he does not defend well. If we're being honest, he does not defend well. Yeah. But I don't need a rim protector. I have that yeah. in Laurie Markin or in um, Walker Kessler. Yeah. What I need is somebody that can keep his man in front of him. I don't need a lockdown, shutdown defender. I need a guy who can simply be, be even. Don't be a liability. Don't be a negative defensively. Yeah. Just yeah. be a just be even or positive. Yeah. That's all you. That's all you need. So. You know, uh, Jesus Christ destroys Marxism. Says Dallas without D is Alice. Utah loves Kessler. He's got a future here. Okay, I'm, I'm not really. I'm, I have I'm not no idea where you're joke, going with I'm that. I'm not keeping up with the joke. Uh, let's see. Raptor is a measure the number of points a player contributes to a team offense and team defense. Oh, uh, per 100. Yeah. Um, relative to the league average of player. Yeah, he, yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, my Monty fan says, give me some Johnny Collins and DeAndre and maybe even throw in, uh, Sau- a Saudi stooge. Mm. 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 I'm a huge believer that the Utah jazz should be doing everything they can do to get Mitchell Robinson or, or, and less Mitchell Robinson, but certainly more DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. I think DeAndre Ayton is a lovely compliment to Laurie Markkinen. And I think, sure, he's making good bread, but he's not making so much bread that you can't add a a true wing contributor. Yeah, totally. And I think that I would love to see that. If you And frankly, if you're asking me to pick between, hey, are you going to target DeAndre Ayton or John Collins? I'm taking, I'm taking DeAndre Ayton all day long just because of the jump shot. Just because of the ease of offense, again, he's another guy that's got to get better defensively. He's another guy that's got to learn to catch the ball, especially in traffic. Yeah. But DeAndre Ayton has a very easy way on the jump shot, like the free throw line jumper, the elbow jumper. DeAndre Ayton is there. He's a he's a good, not great rebounder. He is not mean, which is something you don't like, and you're never going to teach DeAndre Ayton to be mean spirited. But what DeAndre Ayton does offensively, I don't know how you don't like it. And I don't know how you don't want to see DeAndre Ayton on the Jazz. You have him, Laurie, and then you find a dynamic wing player. And all of a sudden, this is a championship caliber team. Yeah. Because I also think you have guys, and here's an Ochai thing. Right. You have guys who can grow into, you know, your fourth and fifth best player. You have that guy. You have guys on this team right now. Like, what is Colin Sexton's upside? What is, is he ever your starting point guard? Mm, I mean, I think it depends. I don't know I, about I, that. I think, yeah, I think he's got that potential, but but I what what his game caters more to is six man. I mean, that like coming off the bench, bringing I a ton don't, of energy. I agree with that. Like, you know, that's the way he plays. And, you know, Colin is much more of a, uh, a firecracker, you know, much more that high energy, you know, just just coming off the bench and and just blasting the game for, you know, seven, eight minutes and then taking a seat and coming back. And like, yeah, that's what his game caters to. The problem is, is that he's a really good defender and you want him out there for more than 15 minutes. Like you need him out totally there for agree. 20, 25, maybe even 30 minutes a night. And I think that 
the the thing that Collins got to figure out is the balance between defending 94 feet and and getting this team into its offensive set and being you know more of that point traditional his, point guard. The thing that worries me about Colin Sexton is his basketball intelligence. Mm-hmm. And when I say I have no doubt that every possession he can get to ball at the rim. Does it go yeah. in? Does it not? Okay, I we'll figure that out. But that's not what you need from him. What you need from him is good situational awareness. Yeah. Where are we? What are we trying to accomplish here? What is the best thing for me to do right now to get us a bucket? And it's not always attack the basket. It's not always pull up for three. A lot of times it's make the extra pass because Laurie Markkinen standing by himself on the wing or whatever that might be. Five Walker Kessler cutting through the paint. Yeah. And too many times, Colin Sexton doesn't do that. Yeah, and that's and that's where I think the Mike Conley thing. You know, hopefully, hopefully before Mike is not on this team anymore, Colin Sexton learns a little bit of that situational awareness from Mike because I think Mike does a great job of that. Where what Mike understands, all right, you know, I know the score, I know how much time is left in this game, or like where we're at in the game. You know, I know who I'm playing with and and what their matchup is. What do we want to do here? I know that Will just called this particular set, so I need to go and do this. And how can I put within that set? How can I put you know Walker Kessler in the best position to to you know score in the pick and roll or or yeah. what, what do we need to do here? And, and that's where I think you know that comes with time. Like I think Colin has played enough games to be effective in the league, but he hasn't played enough games to dominate possession by possession mentally. And that's where I think you have a lot of development. Well, and we're seeing that with Ochai. Like that's where. Like a lot of people with Ochai, the reason I like Ochai is is mentally he's catching up, which is why you're seeing him make more plays. Yes. Like the first couple of weeks he was up, the game was just too fast for him. But now he's starting to pick it up mentally. And I and and you just start to see he gets it. Like on that block, you if you watch the play again, you'll notice he's not just running as hard as he can the entire time down the floor. He knew as soon as he crossed half court that he was going to block this guy. He's like, all right, I'm not going to try and get in front of this guy. I want to try and block this guy. I want to try and prevent him from scoring. And so he slows up. And that's what I mean by identify the situation that because the game isn't too fast for you. So I'd love to see that, a little bit of that nuance in Colin Sexton as well. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. What's up, Arlington Bears? Happy 51st birthday. Hey, happy you birthday. Doggy fool. What, what, what are you smoking today? You guy, old man thing. What are you smoking today, bro? Yeah, uh, one month from today, I'll be 50. So I ain't far behind you. Chris Karn, uh, the first member of the Monty Show. Yep. Uh, he was the first one to join our membership group. Um, he's been one of our long times. Auto bid into the birthday bash. Auto bid into the birthday bash on March 10th. So, hey, man, happy birthday, Chris Karn. Good to see you. Uh, by the way, and again, I would tell you, I would highly encourage you to become a member of the program right after you hit the like button right now. Uh, I would highly encourage you uh, to become a member of the program, program. Uh, because I think what you're going to see <laughs> is that you are going to you are going to love the, the group chat. And it is, you know, I used to say, hey, the exclusive inside information is the stuff that you want. Nah, bro. I'm telling you. That the the Instagram membership group is what is what you're after. Yeah. With your your nine ninety nine a month buys you a community, Program. and you know what? It's it's great. This cold plunge, cold bath stuff that we've been talking about. It, it the support that's been going on and guys sharing pictures and like yesterday, I think it was. And forgive me if I get this wrong. I think it was 
Baca, James Baca, who did his first plunge, yep. I, I think it was. Teddy Wayman Teddy putting Wayman. a picture of 34 and a half degree water. Dude, Teddy Wayman's different, bro. Teddy Wayman's got a tub out back in the middle of winter that he's sitting in. That's that's a different level of commitment right Man, there, dude. bro. You, you ain't that's kidding. That's different. Tanner Plummer says, Samant, you didn't hold up your end of the deal with Teddy. Shame. What are you talking about? Yeah, what do you mean, dude? How have I not held up my end of the deal? We haven't even seen Teddy. How, how are we? How? So Teddy and I had a bet. I don't remember on what game. Uh, it was on the Jags game. The, no, or, the Jags. No, the game. Jags. Jags and Herbert. Yeah. Yeah. Sex machine lost that game. So I owe Teddy uh, yeah. uh, Papa Murphy's pizza. We have. We just haven't I seen haven't him. Bro. Seen him? How am I not holding how, up how, my end of the bargain? Yeah. Like how is he welching on the bet when he hasn't even seen him? Teddy laughs. Uh, Big Dog O Town says Conley performed well against his new team last night. Yes, he did. I thought Mike had one of his better games this season last night. You see. So, you see what he did there. Yeah, his new team, the his Clippers. His new team, yeah, because he's going to get traded to the Clippers. Yeah. See what he did there? We'll see. We'll see. I hope he does. Miko Tuominen. Saw, dude. I believe, you're yeah. all, I believe you play the uh, right wing for the Chicago Blackhawks, yeah, you're, Miko. Yeah, you're, you're, your name is Miko. That's it. That's he says, it. good afternoon from Helsinki, Finland. Finland, I'm telling you. I like you. it. How's your snow in Finland? Uh, great effort from Laurie, and it was nice to see how people in Utah gave respect to the head coach of the Finnish national team. Okay. See what he did there? Because Laurie's so good, he's coaching the Finnish national team. No, what he, what he, what they were saying, what he was talking about. I think he was meaning the Jazz broadcast credited the Euro tournament with the development. Like this is a thing for me. <coughs> Laurie Markkinen, I'm sure, grew during the Euro basket tournament. Laurie Markkinen did not become the player he is today because he played for the Finnish national team. Yeah. As, again, a Chicago Bulls fan, right? I have followed Laurie's career. It is a mentality that he changed. And he was, not, he was doing work before the Euro and after the Euro. He is attacking the basket. Laurie Markkinen, early in his career, was too easy to, to settle for the jumper. That was it. He was not a difficult defend. He was not a hard guy to defend in Cleveland and Chicago. Yeah. He's gotten here, and they have put him on absolute alpha male, attack the basket, and, you know, end of Vitsa Zubat's career. Like, put that man on a poster and <laughs> twist his face up, and let's go about our business. <laughs> By the way, the all-star voting's coming to an end. If you have a, I, I, It's amazing to me that so many Jazz fans are not voting for the all-star game. You got to get after it. Yeah. You got to get after it. Yes, the broadcast did talk about the uh, Finnish national team. Absolutely, uh, they did. Uh, Tanner says, oh, my bad. I thought you said that you're holding out on Teddy. Why would I hold out on Teddy? Um, Red Heart Norvis, Sexton has the potential to be a modern Penny Hardaway. Let's relax. Yeah, chill out. Let's relax. Chill out. Uh, Kessler, the potential to be the best cross between Gobert's defense and Aiton's offense. Why do we do this? Walker Kessler will never have the jump shot that DeAndre Ayton has. He's just not going to. I love that he's got that little lefty-righty hook shot. I love yeah. it. I love that he is he is a guy that will develop game. Walker Kessler's never going... Uh, DeAndre Ayton, do you guys understand? DeAndre Ayton is automatic. Yeah. Aut I mean, he is as Pau Gasol as there gets in today's NBA. Yeah. Walker Kessler's never going to be that guy. You don't develop that from nothing when you're in the league already. He is, I think Walker Kessler is a double-double guy. He has potential to be, 
he's going to have nights where he's going to put up 25 points and 20 rebounds. That's going to happen in his career. But he's not going to, he's never going to be, you know, 17 to 20 from the floor. And 10 of those are, you know, elbow jumpers that are wet. Yeah. That's not what his game, in my opinion, scales or projects to. That's just my opinion. Yeah. You know, like I, I think, I think with Colin Sexton, I think Colin Sexton has the potential to be the sixth man of the year. But he's going to have to learn, is Colin Sexton ever a floor general? Is he ever the guy who just comes in and takes over games? Eh. I don't think so. That doesn't mean he can't score 20. I, but I think floor general and taking over a game are two different things. I mean, floor general is just leading your team, keeping your team organized, making sure that guys are in the right eh, spot. See, no, like, when, I, when I say floor general, I mean a guy that comes in on the ball absolutely directing traffic and setting guys up and setting himself up to get buckets. Uh-huh. And if he he's he doesn't project to be that guy in my mind. He is very much a bucket getter. His first and probably only instinct is to get buckets. He is there to get his. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but but this Jazz team has that in in Jordan Clarkson already. Yeah. So I think when you look at Colin Sexton, I, I agree with you. I think he's a sixth man. I don't think he is ever one of your five best players. I don't think he is ever in any way a starting point guard because that cat needs to be a distributor. Your starting point guard needs to be a facilitator, a yeah. distributor. And if he hits threes and scores for you, that's great. But if, if you look at the best triggers in offenses in the NBA – I mean, maybe Draymond Green's the best example of this. That's what Colin Sexton, that's what your starting point guard needs to be. A guy that brings the ball down and puts his other guys, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, in positions where they're automatic. Yeah, I'm going to get Laurie Market in the basketball where I know he's comfortable and he is automatic. That's what you need your point guard to do, and that's not who Colin Sexton is. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, that's not who Colin Sexton is. So, you know, when, when you want automatic and you want guarantees, you go to Quick Quack Car Wash, who presents all of our Utah Jazz and NBA basketball talk here on the Monty Show. Uh, first of all, when you go to your nearest Quick Quack Car Wash, tell them you, tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. And then make sure you, you recognize the smile on the face of the employees. It was so nice, I think Saturday or maybe it was Monday. I, the last time I was at Quick Quack, I said to the guy, hey, man, I appreciate how friendly you guys are. And he's like, oh, it's a great day. How could I not? How could I not be happy? Like, Because they're wearing a smile. They have on a button shirt, by the way, and a tie. They're real low-key. They're smiling. They, I love that they use your name. Yeah. Like they, they put your license plate into their little iPad. I have a membership. They're like, hey, Monty, here's your free dashboard wipe. You know, and, and you're just chatting. Like the other week when we got back from Tahoe and I said to the guy, hey, man, I need a muddy duck. Oh, no problem. We got this. You know, and he's like, I'll make sure he sprays off the back real good because you could see the back of my car was just caked. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I'll make sure. And it was perfect. And that's what I appreciate. In and out in five minutes or less at, at, at Quick Quack generally, even when there's a line, it's five, seven minutes, maybe. But they're they're moving cars through. I love it. Quick Quack Car Wash presents Utah Jazz Talk on the Monty Show. Uh, make sure you tell them you heard about it 
from us. Mark Hales says that was a creepy smile by Jake as soon as you said quick quack car wash. That was some of his best work, bro. It's what I do. It's what I do. Uh, can we get a link to that poster? Need new wallpaper. Just Twitter search. Yeah. Just Twitter search. Laurie Marketing. You wanna I'll put the picture back up. You wanna I mean this is the picture you're looking for right here. I'll if you you should I say if. I know everyone here follows me on Twitter. Obviously. Uh, obviously. I just retweeted it. There's three pictures in that group. Um the and this is a good one too. Like this this poster last night. Yeah. I mean there it, it's phenomenal, dude. Like the this dunk by by Laurie is, it's yeah, I mean, unbelievable. It's everything you want. I, I mean, it, 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 like, I just think the guy has gained confidence and is able to do this, this type of thing now. I, I think that, you know, uh, the, the problem comes in for someone like Zubots when Laurie is a seven footer and you're not right. Like when you're, when you're that six ten and three quarters guy and Laurie's clearly a seven footer by a good bit <laughs> and, and he just has you. And I think that, you know, I, I, Lori is Lori's the kind of player this town deserves. If I'm being honest, like he's, he's the not, hero we need. Yeah, dude. Like he's not ever going to be like Kevin Durant level good, but the guy is a work hard guy wants to posterize people understands. He has that ability and he went out and did it. And, and it's just a lot. It's a lot of fun, man. Look at the look on his face, dude. I just can't get over that. Like you got got bro. Look at, look at how even they are. Look at how even they are. And it's simply a power. This is, that's all this is. It's a power move. Yeah. And he Boy, just bitch. absolutely dominated Avica Zubats. Yeah. It, 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 you, you, what did Hot Rod always say? You got to love it. I yeah, mean, how dude. do you not love it? You got to love it, bro. How do you not love it uh, last night? Like, absolutely unbelievable. Football 50 coming up in eight minutes. Is any coach in the NFL right now worth $25 million? Mm. And wait, wait until you hear what Rob Gronkowski said about Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, it is, it's, it's amazing. You know, uh, Tanner says that was a creepy smile, Jake. Like I always say, Jake would be a great joker. Well, you know, uh, Forrest G says sending Avita Zubats my prayers. Seriously, thoughts and prayers for Avita Zubats prayers morning. as his as his soul floats over Delta Center. <clears throat> okay, I'll move on. Yeah, someone, you know, Tanner in our Instagram chat was talking about some place called the Viv. I mean, does anyone even know, like? I, I've never even heard of the Viv. I don't even know what that is. The Viv. So I, is that I, I'm not like really a, sure what that is. Is that a gentleman's club? I, I guess. I mean, I, I I don't know. You know, uh, it is what it is. Uh, let's see. M uh, uh, Munir Abraya one. Okay. Hi, Munir. Uh, why do you guys think the East is superior to the West? Does Spider's trade has a hand in it, and how far can they go? Well, when you look at the Eastern Conference, I just think it's it's a better conference. And I, I don't know that we've been able to say that. Last year, it was close. I think that, uh, I, so I'm not ready to say, so right now today, the East is a better conference, right? Yes, they're healthier, they're playing better basketball. But if, if we're going to have the conversation, like, even, everyone's healthy, the West is by far a better conference, oh, top to bottom. It is. 
What do you mean? Oh, stop. It is. Oh, well, if the, if the, if the Warriors it, were healthy, you know, let Clay would be dropping bombs, Steph would be in your mom. Like, it would be the Warriors. They're old. And they have not been in, in the but bottom I didn't even line. Bring it, up the Warriors. But, but the bottom line, but that's who we're all talking about in the West, right? It not no, being I'm talking healthy. about. I'm talking about the Western Conference overall, top to bottom, is not healthy. Like with all due respect to the Kings, you wouldn't be where you are if a team like the Suns were healthy. If you know, I don't know, the Lakers were healthy. If Anthony Davis but, could but stay at, healthy. At what like, point? At what point do we stop making excuses for teams that don't stay healthy? Because I'm not here for that. I, I'm tired, wow. frankly. I'm tired of hearing about, oh, well, it's just unfortunate that Anthony Davis is hurt. Anthony Davis is always hurt. My guy book is always hurt. Like, Clay Thompson has never been the same player since the knee and the Achilles. He's never been the same player. We need to stop saying, if they could, because they don't. That's my biggest issue, and I'm not trying to be a dick about it. But if you, if you look at the, the, the Western Conference... Right, you look at this Western Conference, the you know the if ands and buts and bananas. Listen, man, Denver is healthy, Memphis is healthy, Sacramento is healthy. Is Sacramento an aberration? Yeah, maybe, maybe they are. I don't know. I don't care. Sacramento's one of the best stories in the NBA. Turn the freaking laser beam on. They're twenty-five and eighteen. Right, New Orleans. When are they ever healthy? They're never healthy. They're 25 and 26 and 19. Dallas, the Jazz, Golden State. Golden State's a 500 basketball team because they're not healthy. And why aren't they healthy? Not because they suck or they're always hurt. They've mm -hmm. played a ton of basketball. A ton. You look at the, the, the Phoenix Suns out of the playoffs right now at 21 and 24 because nine out of their 10 guys are hurt. You look at the L.A. Lakers. LeBron James is having a sensational season. Anthony Davis, is, I think, has missed 21 games or something stupid like this now. Uh -huh. It's no longer a matter of if they were healthy. They're not. They have not been. For how long? Cam Johnson seems like he's always hurt. Now, he's supposed to make his debut tonight, by the way, for the Suns. But he's he's been hurt throughout his career. Okay, I feel better. Like I Good. Good. Exercise some demons. And Excellent. then there's the East. I think the East, those are the only teams. You're looking at the top of the, that standing right there. I think the, the Celtics, the Nets, and maybe the Bucks, depending on what's going on with, with Yanis's knee. Yeah. Right? Like, if the Bucks stay healthy, if Joe Ingles is healthy, mm -hmm. if Brooke Lopez is healthy, if, if um, Middleton's healthy, mm -hmm. And if Giannis is healthy, they've played a ton of basketball. That's why they're getting hurt, Yep. right? So I don't think that it, it can be injury-wise. Those teams right there, in my opinion, are the only ones that have a chance to win a championship. And maybe, maybe the Denver Nuggets at 32 and 13. Uh -huh. But I'm not convinced that there is this, this whole laundry list of teams that have access to the championship in the NBA because they don't. And to answer your question, Manier, you want to know why this conference is so good? Because Jason Tatum's the NBA MVP. Because Milwaukee has added really good depth. And again, Joe Ingles is part of that. Joel Embiid has played. And James Harden is, is playing wonderfully right now. I look at Brooklyn. They've come together, frankly. Did you guys see the report that now it is expected that Kyrie Irving will sign an extension mm -hmm. with the Brooklyn Nets? Yeah. And be back in Brooklyn next year. Yeah. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell to Cleveland. That Donovan Mitchell is the only reason they're 10 over. Right. 
And the, and by the way, he's hurt now. He missed last night's game. Yeah. Right? The Heat. The Heat are not great. The Knicks should be better. The Hawks should be better. The Pacers are stunningly good. The Chicago Bulls are are frustrating. And other than that, I think you look at the East. I think I think any of those top six teams are are as good or could be slightly better than the top teams in the West, with the exception of the Denver Nuggets, who I think are the only elite team in the Western Conference. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I'm not going to sit here and be labeled an Eastern Conference guy because I'm not. I, I think the Western Conference has been has been better. Uh, you you look at like you know just a quick Google search. You look at NBA Finals champions, and the East and the West have gone back and forth the last probably five years. You know, last year it was Golden State. The year before that, it was Milwaukee. In 2020, the Lakers won. Before that, it was the Raptor. Kawhi shot. You know, then you know they went to the finals. Like, and then it was Golden State back to back. So, like the you know the two conferences have been going back and forth. It's not like there's been yeah. one that's that's like overall I, the, incredibly dominant. Listen, the East is a better conference. The East is. And I do think, to Meneer's point, Donnie has a lot to do with that. Donnie has a lot to do with that. So, uh, all right, we'll pick that back up uh, here in a few minutes. Uh, but right now, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show, it's Football at 50, presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Papa Murphy's. Have you gotten the meatball marinara yet? Why not? It's unbelievable to me that... Everybody on this show has not gotten on board with Papa Murphy's Pizza and that meatball marinara, man. The cheese melts inside the meatball. It is so good. Use the promo code MATI25 to get 25% off your purchase of 25 doll hairs or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. I, I don't even know that I should introduce this piece. Let's just listen to Rob Gronkowski rip Aaron Rodgers. I think I could win another Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. and, it, and then that would have been totally fine. Like, like, bro, like, why are you thinking MVP? Like, don't you want Super Bowls? Like, Super Bowls are, are I think, five times greater than, a, than an MVP award. Like, we all know that you won the MVP a few times now, but, like, you know, everyone would, everyone would know even more how many more Super Bowls you've won than MVP. So that, that's why I'm just a little confused about that. I love it. I love it because he's absolutely right. And what do I say every day on this show about A-Rodge? He's a me guy. MVPs are individual awards. Super Bowls are team accolades. And I, I, I just will again say, I think Aaron Rodgers is what's wrong with the Green Bay Packers. Mm -hmm. And you, you, you let me go David Goggins on you, man. You got to embrace the suck. Embrace it. It's time to move on from Aaron Rodgers. I know that's difficult. He's a Hall of Famer, one of the better quarterbacks of his generation. Note I didn't say one of the best. I said one of the better quarterbacks of his generation. It's time to move on. And I'm not saying move on to Jordan Love, Jake, but I think now there has never been a better time than when Aaron Rodgers goes on Pat McAfee's show for Aaron Rodgers Tuesday and says, I can win more MVPs. I just think it's a slap in the Packer bag right there. Yeah, I mean, I just think the Packers are are beholden to him. Like, like it or hate it, agree or disagree, like they're going to run him out there until Buddy can't run out there anymore. I mean, I, it just is what it Buddy. is. And, and I think that, you know, the Packers always want to say, we're going to run the North and we're going to win the division and we're the best there ever was. And the reality is the, the NFC North, like, it, 
there's not a team that's come out of there outside of the Packers, with all due respect to the Vikings. Nobody in their right mind thought the Vikings were going to win anything, like, with all due respect. So I can appreciate, like, when Aaron says, hey, I'm going to win another MVP, or I can, or whatever. But I agree with Gronk. It's not about MVPs at this stage of your career, dude. It's about Super Bowls. And I got news for you. There's a guy sitting across from the table that has seven. Bud, not oh, one. Bad. Sorry. Not one. Seven. So Tom Brady. Tom Brady. We, you you can't even use him as the standard. But Aaron Rodgers ain't anywhere close to Tom Brady. No. He, he's not. And you know what? I agree with the mayor. Bring Zach Wilson to the Packers and let him, let yeah. him carry a clipboard because he's never going to be a starter in this league. Anyway, my point is, by the way, one thing you did say there. One thing you did say there. Kirk Cousins is 35 years old. And he actually had what I thought was a spectacular season for the Vikings. For once, Kirk Cousins was not what was wrong with the Vikings. Mm -hmm. They expect him. They said yesterday, their general manager said yesterday, they expect Kirk Cousins to return. Adolfo Mensa said that he expects Kirk Cousins to return. Right. Do you want Kirk Cousins back in Minnesota? Yeah, I mean, I, I just the, the trouble is, is he's a great regular season quarterback. He puts you in the playoffs. He puts you in a position to win games, but they just do, they just can't find a way to win a ball game in the postseason. And, and look, I get it. He didn't have some amazing playoff game, and he is a known choke artist in the biggest moment. He is. Like, that's not even me being hot take guy. His track record speaks for itself. Like, that's the issue. Like, yeah. he's going to get you into the playoffs, but then he can't get you to the next round. Let's talk about Sean Payton, who's not arguably, he is absolutely the hottest coaching prospect or coaching candidate. Yeah. He ain't no prospect. Problem is, Sean Payton wants 20 to $25 million a year to be the head coach of your football team. Yeah. And there is some belief around the NFL now that this is why Brandon Staley was not fired by the Chargers and that... The other issue, and one of the things you got to think about, okay, so let's just say you pay Sean Payton $20 million. You're probably going to have to give the Saints two first-round picks to get him. Yeah. Is Sean Payton worth $20 million bucks a year? So are you going to pay him $100 million and you're going to give up two first-round picks to get him? Well, I'm I, not doing that. Well, here's the deal, though. I think it, it depends on the situation. I mean, it, Sean Payton... Look, Sean Payton's in the catbird seat. He doesn't need to come back and coach anybody. He doesn't need to do this. He wants to do it. That's the reality. He wants to do it. So he's going to he's gonna roll out with 20 to $25 million and be okay with that because if someone says no, he's like, great, I'm chilling. I got paid. I'm I got my go. TV job. Yeah. I'm getting paid by the Saints. Like, I'm good, right? Yeah. So to me, it's like, hey, if I'm the Broncos as an example, example yeah i'm probably willing to pay that because i've already got russ as my quarterback and we have some talent there we just but, it, it, but is coaching. carolina a 20 million dollar a year job i i, I just not, i don't I, see that I it is but here's the thing i don't i guess i look at it differently i don't look at it as hey like is carolina or or like these second tier jobs carolina you know the chargers let's say the like, arizona cardinals, the cardinals. who, who and Sean Payton yeah. is thought to be the number one candidate yes. in Arizona. I'm paying the Arizona, buddy. Yes. You would yes. pay, in Arizona, yes. you'd pay Sean yes. Payton $20 million? Yes. Because here's why. Wow. Here's, but no, hear me out. Hear me out. You have a guy in Kyler Murray who needs to be humbled, right? Think about this. Their GM, I think it was Tuesday, came out and had that speech where no he ego. said, No ego. No ego, right? No ego. So they're already on that train. 
right? You then look at their roster, and their roster is loaded with talent. And I know they want to trade DeAndre Hopkins or whatever. Okay, great. But my point is, you have talent or enough talent to be a 10-win team there. I could see Jarrah doing this. I cannot see the Bidwells paying a head coach 20 million bucks. Well, I, like issues. the Houston Texans, the Houston Texans are supposedly number two on that list mm -hmm. for Sean Payton. You see the Houston Texans giving up two first round picks no. and 20 plus million dollars a year. I can't see that. that and, I can't to, to see me, that. To me, the Texans and the Cardinals are in two different situations. The but Cardinals, you can at least say could win. Are they close to a Super Bowl? Yeah. With the, the right head yeah. coach. They, I'm telling you, dude. Dude, verticality, dude, little Kyler right. is not a Super but, Bowl champion. Okay, listen, listen. He has never had, I'm not saying verticality some great quarterback. He's not. He's a me guy, not great in the locker room. But what I am saying is he's that car that you put a little money into and he can take you far enough, right? With good coaching. If you have good coaching, if you have the right culture, maybe he could get far enough. But I can't confidently say that the Cliff, Cliffy is not, like I can't say Cliffy was good enough. We can't. Sean Payton speaks for himself. I don't know, man. I look at, I look at what's going on in the in in Arizona. That's a three-year rebuild, in my opinion. That's a three-year rebuild. Provo Cougar fan, uh, wow, comment dumb. Thank you for that, guys. Provo Cougar fan says the Papa Murphy's meatball order was so large we made spaghetti and meatballs with half the order Let's the next go. day. Yes. The second day spaghetti and meatballs, yes. oh, are are so good. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, hey, did you just say make Zach Wilson carry a clipboard? That's not nice. Yes, yes, yes. Zach will be a starter. Is Zach Wilson ever one of the top 10 QBs in the NFL? No. Does Zach Wilson ever win a Super Bowl? No. There you go. Brett Robbins. Aaron Rodgers basically said my team sucks and can't win a Super Bowl, but I can make another run at an MVP for my fans as if he even has any left. Yeah. Yowzer. Pollyanna, good morning to you. I'm with you on that. Uh, Tanner says, my dad and brother are Vikings fans, and they want Kirk Cousins. Personally, I think he's going to break through next year. Wow. Okay. Okay. Brett uh, Burnett says, got to hit the like button like the Hulk. Let's go. Absolutely. We've had over 700 views, and we've got 33 likes. Knock it down. While you listen to the vibe on football, 50% presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza, you gotta get the meatball marinara. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh, well, we do it with savory ground beef covered, covered in tangy, tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Yeah, get the meatball marinara. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25. Do me a favor. Just download the Papa Murphy's app. Put it on your phone. You can order it right now for pickup at, at 5 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 7 o'clock. Walk in, it's on the to-go rack. You pick it up, you walk out. If you want to, you don't even have to talk to anybody. Or you can just, I know this is crazy. Crazy talk on the Monty Show. Just walk in the front door and order pizza right there. It takes five minutes to get it made. I'm telling hey you, man. Papa Murphy's where it's at. You get your pizza. And again, Uncle Mont, I got the pizza advice for you. Traditional uh -huh. crust barbecue sauce. Pile on your toppings. 
Meatball marinara, take and bake chocolate chip cookies. Done. You're welcome. You don't even have to say thank you. Yeah. You don't even have to say thank you, but you will when you order it. Papa Murphy's Pizza, use the promo code MONTY25. Every single day, the Monty Show is presented by The Advocates, the best injury attorneys in the business. The Advocates, theadvocates.com. No matter where you are, get to their website. If you've been in Iraq, and listen, I know that a lot of us are, are like, ah, I don't need a lawyer. If you're sitting here asking yourself, do I need a lawyer? The answer is yes. If you're contemplating it, if you slipped and fell on a sidewalk, if, if you got in a car accident, if you're a motorcycle guy, if you, whatever it is, if you've been in an accident, you have nothing to lose by, by getting in touch with the advocates because they don't charge you a consultation fee. There are no retainers. Your first and all of your contact with them are free because you don't pay the advocates until they win your case. At theadvocates.com, there's a big old button that says talk to an attorney now. Click it 24-7, 365. You can talk live online with an attorney at The Advocates. All right. Giggy says, what did, you, what did Jake smoke this morning? That's what I'm talking about. By the way, a bunch of people want to know if, if you're no longer an Eastern Conference guy because the Timberwolves left the West and went to the East. <coughs> And by the way, if you those of you who are newer to the show, and I know we have a ton of new listeners, Jake mistakenly like a year day, ago, and this was like a year like ago. Now, was just talking NBA, and he's like, "Yeah, you know the Minnesota Timberwolves, they could win the East." Like just a, a slip. You know how you like make a mistake. Nobody will let him live that down. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. Uh, BTS Dance Studio says Rudy. Nah. Great movie. Great movie. What is Tanner doing? Why are you doing this? Tanner says, my top five sports movie, Invincible, Rocky, Rudy, Rocky's bro, not a... who do you think you are? Bro, like, Rocky is like, not a sports like, movie. What do you mean, The Rocky. Replacements and Hoosiers. We all know the best sports movie is Gladiator. It is the first and only MMA movie. Yeah. What, what, hello? Like, come on. Get out of here with that, dadgummit. Whoever started that, you know. Um, the load management clippers. Yeah, the Jazz managed their load last night. Good, good, you could good. absolutely say that. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, okay, I guess I should say beginning next year, who is more likely to start in, in an NFL game? Jaron or Zach? Oh, Jaron, by far. Because Jaron's going to have a legitimate shot to win a game in the preseason. And he's going to have a chance to win a job. Because I think, and I, I could be wrong, I think Jaron Hall is a guy that he'll be one of the first seven QBs taken. You watch. Because he's... If he's healthy enough to compete at the combine, and it seems like he will be, yeah, dude, that there there was no quarterback in this country more made to be at the combine than Jaron Hall. Uh huh. I'm telling you, I'm absolutely telling you, Adam Terry Hawker. Speaking of smoking, I did the Papa Murphy's on the Traeger, and it was a revelation. Oh, See, dude, I'm telling you, guys, you guys, I'm you guys, you, bro. guys, yeah, guys, guys, yeah. guys. How many times do I have to say this? And how many times hey before people hey believe me or don't believe me? Hey, guys. A life hack is going to barbecue pit stop and getting a Traeger smoker. Yeah. it's. I'm telling you, it's a life do hack. It. it is everything that you want from your groinal region up to your brain. It's everything yes, yes, yes. that you want all the way down to your... I don't know why I said that. The <laughs> point is, you get a Traeger smoker... Use cherry pellets. When you go to barbecue pit stop, get a bag, two bags of pellets. Competition cherry i'm telling you one bag of competition pellets one bag of cherry pellets use the cherry pellets to make wings and pizza yeah your life is over you because you can't 
There's no, there. It, it's not sex, it's not drugs, it's not rock and roll. <laughs> it's cherry pellets and Papa Murphy's pizza on a Traeger yes. smoker. And we haven't even gotten to the meatballs yet. Damn it. I'm telling you. Yeah. There's just no better way to live your life than that. Yeah. There's no Straight better up. way to live your life. Straight Find up. Barbecue Pit Stop in uh, Logan, Layton, Lehigh, the Jeezy, St. George, and, of course, our good friends in Murray across from the mall on State Street. And get the, And you know what? Well, I will even come over and teach you how to use a smoker if you're intimidated by it because so many guys, hey guys are like, oh, smoking's so hard. No, it's not. Plug it in, hit the ignite switch, and then put your pizza on the Traeger smoker. Done. How difficult was that? 25 minutes later, pull it off, boom, orgasm. It, it's that, that Daddy? is probably too much. I probably went a little too, you know, over Ooh. there. I, you know. Um, BTS Dance Studio says Jake likes meatballs. That's right. That's right. Marinara, to be specific. You know. Uh, on one of my favorite shows ever, when Jake had, had messy hair and the listener paid a $100 tip for Jake to get, uh, to turn around and give a close-up on the back of his head, it was classic. <laughs> you know. Uh, Brett Robbins says, I just ate, so I'm good. Mm. You know, you know. Okay. And, and I guess we'll fight over this. I'm telling you now, Rocky is not a sports Dude, movie. It's not, bro. Is, is, is A, you've never seen it. Shut up. B, have you ever seen Rocky? I've seen one of them. There's like five of them. If you say Creed, I'm punching you in the face. No, Creed is not Rocky. Okay. Anyway, the point is Rocky is not a sports movie. It's not a sports movie. Gladiator, that's a sports movie. It's not a sports movie. But Rocky is, Rocky, this is like, oh, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. No. Well, it is. But that's not the point. Rocky is not a sports movie. <coughs> you know. Okay, I'll stop. Uh, eight Men Out or Field of Dreams? Bullet. Um <laughs> Which Rocky movie did you see? I don't know which Rocky movies I've seen. Yeah, I don't know either. They're all the. Can we? Can we just all agree? Rocky is one of those things. It's much like it's much like Dwayne Johnson movies. You know what you're getting. You yeah. know what it is. Like, yeah, it's like The Godfather and sex. You've never had either one. I mean, I get. I totally yes, get yes, it. Yes. I totally. You always play that card, and then I always have to say, okay, well, if you want me to watch The Godfather, then put it on the uh, tube. Put it on the it. tube. No, there's too many. There are too many Chicago PDs, and I've seen every episode. There's too many Chicago PD reruns. I love Chicago PD, bro. As do I. All right, last comment on movies. <laughs> With all due respect, Talladega Nights is a sports movie. But all yes, due respect. it is. It is, dude. It's yes, about it race cars, bro. Duh. Like, come on. Duh. How is this hard to understand? But this is this is so funny because there are there are arguments like this. Toy Story is not a movie about toys. No. Nemo is not a movie about fish. I'm just telling you. I said not. you and your sticky fingers probably find hard to grasp. Nemo's about leaving home and becoming a man. Toy Pack this thing up. We're out of here. Toy Story is about getting thrown away in life that you're disposable as a person and then you're going to get turned out on the streets to try and make it back. Those are numbers of death. Come on, that's that. That's money, dude. Come Toy on. Story's about getting thrown out in life. You're disposable. You get turned <laughs> out on the streets, and this then you place make it. It's empty. Yeah. Empty. The opposite of full. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Buddy's um, name is quite literally Woody. 
turned out on the streets. Uh, Adam Terry Hawker says, by the way, I'm the dude who gave you props at the JM on MLK Day. Keep up the good work, man. What is GM? Oh, the gym. The gym. This is Buddy that we met at the gym. Oh, at the gym. Yeah. The GM. Dude. Yeah. Hey, what's, what's up, up, Adam? Bro? Yeah. We were over there Woody like. Bitch. You know what's funny? Do you even lift? The, I, the gym is just. I don't know. Are people myring? The, I, I love working out. It's like a thing I like to do. So Adam walks up to us and he's like, hey. I'm like, hey. <laughs> but my, my uh, we were bench pressing. And it, we were only like, we're really into this thing at the gym where we're not doing heavy weight. Mm. So we were we only had one plate on a bench on a barbell, yeah, right? Yeah. Like not lifting heavy weight. Yeah. And like he, when Adam, when you walked up to me, like I had like a peck thing happening i like don't know what that no what? it was like, like okay first of all let's let's stop with with this whole motion that you have going on here that's you know we, we hands put above that, the yeah, table yeah you know but you know what i mean like when you're bench pressing and you just get like that that twitch or oh and i was like i was thinking to myself what in the world's going on like what is this thing doing what is my titty doing <laughs> and then adam's like oh hey are hey you on i'm like yes hey guys and it but i appreciate that because it made me take my attention off of the titty twitch and much more the titty twitch just something happened here you know i do d ups at the gm i like that i like that adam good, good to welcome you, to the adam. show uh let's see monty i thought you don't like pixar or watch pixar movies i didn't say that i didn't say that but he doesn't uh, but I, I you know boyd lake says it moved you're welcome yeah glad i could help yeah Bonnie, Glad please. I could help. Monty in the morning. Uh, the biggest story in sports this morning. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Lori Markkinen's return. The finisher is back. Boy, did he crush the Clippers yesterday. Like, it, it, I mean, that's, that was exactly what this team needed. And I think the big deal here for certain is that the Jazz are back to 500, which is a big flipping deal because I think that kind of validates your, you know, the efforts that this team has made. And I think Will Hardy, the interesting thing about Will Hardy right now is I don't know that Jazz fans are all in on Will Hardy. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of questions. My only concern about Will Hardy is how long can you run at that intensity? Because mm -hmm. he burns hot. There's no doubt about that. My biggest question is how long and when does the burnout factor for guys with Will Hardy start? Mm -hmm. Because as hard-ass as Quinn Snyder was, that lasted longer than I thought it would have. Will Hardy, though, is a young, unproven coach. But, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think he's actually proving himself a little bit more every single game. Mm -hmm. And the fact that this club is 500, I think is sensational. Now, here's one of the bigger questions. What happens when Kelly Olynyk gets back? Because, again, I will go to war over this thing, dude. Yeah. Walker Kessler's yeah. your starting center. Got to die on Here to hill. four. Yeah. Walker Kessler should be your starting center. Yeah. And it, it, it would be a, a grievous injustice perpetrated against... Shame. Walker Kessler, if you start Kelly Olynyk, Yeah. I just, I think you've got to leave Walker in the lineup. Well, now. I just don't see the point now or in the future. I, I mean, I, I don't understand, like, like what is what is the point of of playing Kelly Olynyk over Kessler when you know Kelly Olynyk is not going to be here. You know that. Like that's not a secret. That's not us breaking news like everybody universally agrees. You know, Kelly Olynyk is a fill-in guy right now. He just is. So to me, why would Kessler not get the lion's share of the minutes? Play Kessler 30 a night. Play Kelly Olynyk 
15 to 20 and maybe a little bit more on the nights when he's hot from three because he does have that occasional night a couple times a month where he'll go six of eight. He'll go, you know, like he'll go four of six from three and he'll be really valuable on any of those given nights whenever that happens. So so I say this this would be a gross injustice to to Walker Kessler to to sit him down behind Kelly Olenek. So to me, I just think it's a no-brainer that, that you would play him. In it, but I really think when I start looking around this roster, you know, the the Ochai, Colin Sexton, Mike Conley dynamic is is quite interesting to me because it's very clear Mike is one, Sexton is two, and Ochai is three. But I think that gap between three and two is slowly but surely getting closer. And the thing is, is that they do two different things on the floor, which is why part of me feels like, hey, maybe maybe we shouldn't be comparing them. Maybe they don't compete like for minutes like maybe it's more of a thing where where it depends on the game depending on who plays yeah, match up to match up but yeah. I, I think in a year where you have nothing to lose there's nothing to lose by starting walker kessler it yeah. makes zero sense and i don't even know you know if you're playing a mobile if you're playing a brooklyn on friday yeah walker kessler matches up fine with with claxton yeah you like i can't think like is it a what about denver and, you know, what What about Jokic? Well, Denver, so the issue with Denver is that Jokic is physical. Yeah. And Kessler's not physical. Can be. Absolutely. And, like, Philly, I thought, I, I mean, you weren't stopping Joe. You're, you're, nobody, nobody is. Nobody is, yeah. But I thought Walker held his own, right? So, I don't see, I don't see a matchup in this league. And I, the thing is, Walker Kessler can run. Walker Kessler is a willing, able defender. And I think that he gives you a component as a, as a modern-day center where he cuts through the paint. He runs the floor well. He sets good screens. He's learning the nuances of offense. Why am I going to take a single second of playing time from him to give it to Kelly Olynyk? Tell me. Somebody make the argument because I can't. Dude, when he got that steal early in the game, tell me you didn't see flashes of the Gobert play from like two weeks ago where Gobert runs down the floor and then misses the layup. Like, tell me you guys didn't see like, uh-oh, is this a layup or is this a dunk? And what does he do? He, I believe he dunked it. He so, did. You know, to me, I I, I don't know, man. It, this is just isn't difficult. And I think the Will Hardy dynamic is, is alive and well. I think Will is respected by his players. I think he's doing a good job. You know, we're getting some comments here about NAW. NAW is another, another guy who had a hot run where he got minutes. He played well. He did some things, and now he's chilling. Like, it's kind of leveled out, level off a little bit. And to me, I just look at that, and, and, and I say NAW is definitely going to have to fight Ochai for minutes. Like, those two are going to battle for who's getting more minutes on any given night. Because, again, they both play really good defense, but they're built completely differently. Ochai can be more physical on defense because he has the body for it, whereas NAW is more of a length, you know, cover ground guy. So, to me... It like yep. again, like against Brooklyn. I guarantee you, NAW will get some minutes against Brooklyn because they're a really long team. You need to have length out there to play proper defense. And I think Ochai's probably taken some NAW's minutes. Yeah, I mean, I think Sexton certainly takes some NAW minutes, but I think he's another guy. You know, it's really an interesting. You know, you say that, and it rattles through my mind. I don't know that I'm all in on Colin Sexton on this team. Mm -hmm. In fact, I'm pretty sure I'm not. Like it, when I look at Colin Sexton, 
Does he bring anything that you can't get from somebody else or that is not readily available in the NBA? Well, I mean, not I don't at this think point. he does. Yeah, not at this but, point. But even project forward a little bit. What does Colin Sexton deliver to you that is not readily available from ones and twos throughout the league that you can't, I'm not going to say easily, but that you could not replace? I don't know that there's a whole lot of that. And I would rather see a guy like an NAW grow and develop into that role than, than continue to struggle with the Clarkson-Sexton component because I think they're very similar players, Jordan Clarkson and Colin Sexton. And I say similar in that their issues are the same. Their shot selection's not always great. Their turnovers can be really frustrating. The time and, the time and situation and the lack of situational awareness from those two guys is very similar. They're not similar builds or games or whatever. Their problems are very similar. I can get guys who do what Colin Sexton does. I don't necessarily believe that Jordan Clarkson is easily replaced. He's not. Right. Colin Sexton, in my mind, is not a guy who's like, man, I've got to have that dude. I don't think he's that guy. And I think also, by the way, that's why it was a stroke of brilliance that they extended him. And he's on a very team-friendly contract. Now, I would love to see him get a heavy minutes load for the rest of the year, which to me is what this year's about. I want NAW, Ochai, Kessler, and Sexton playing a ton of minutes. Because I, I need to expose their weaknesses. Show me what your warts are. Show me what your very worst issues are. Yeah. I need to identify those issues right now with those guys. Because I know what Kelly is. I know what... Jordan is. I know what Mike is. Yeah. I don't know what Kessler's upside is. I don't know what Colin's upside is. I don't know what Ochai is. I don't know what NAW is. And those guys are really intriguing to me. Yeah. No, so, I mean, I think you make a great point for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Stick around in 10 minutes. We're going to get to the Utes and the Pac-12 schedule, which is incredibly frustrating to me. Uh, Brent Terry says, if I have an accident while wiping, should I call the advocate? That's you right. Yeah. Dial Su- it up, bro. Sue Jake. Because he told you to sit and that's... Team lean. lean. No. Team lean. Team... Nope. Team stand and squat. Uh, David Hume says Olenek should be thrown away like Woody Buzz. Damn. Turn him out, man. Damn. Turn him out. See? Toy Story's a very different story when you look at it like that. And I don't know how many people realize this in Hollywood. There are adult themes in a ton of cartoons. Oh, yes. There's uh, a, a ton yes. of us. Brett says, I'm 100%. I don't want Sexton. 20 mil is too much. He only rim charges. Yeah, I mean, I, that, but see, well, here's the question, though. I mean, can he develop into more than that? Because I, I don't disagree, uh, Brett. Like, I, I think that, 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 yeah, he is a drive player. He is, he is very much a. He has an attacking mindset. Yeah, it, whether it's defensively, offensively. And, and I think the thing is, is he'd be a lot tougher to give up or he he would be a lot less expendable if he had a, a deeper offensive bag. If he could, if he was a mid-range player, if he was, hmm. you know, if he had a really good floater game, but that's not who he is. And, and so to me, the question, the only question that remains with Colin Sexton simply is, can he develop uh, uh, more of an offensive game? Because that's what has kept like a Mike Conley in the league. Like, let's be honest. Like Mike Conley, yeah, he's a serviceable defender. Age has caught up with him. At some point, there's no overcoming that, right? So like he is serviceable for his position. But what is he really good at? Playing pick and roll, yep. and he's got the knockdown floater and the knockdown three. So and he understands how to orchestrate. And one of the things I worry about with trading Mike Conley. Who steps in and is the is the guy at point? 
Who I don't that? think there is another guy like, I, and I'm talking about not on this team. I'm talking about in the league where where you're left-handed, you're real lengthy as a point guard, and you understand how to orchestrate. Like, like look at Chris Paul. Chris Paul, the way Chris Paul plays, totally different than the way Mike Conley plays, but they both orchestrate. Chris Paul is an offense-first guy. Yeah. And I think when I look at Mike Conley, he'd much rather he'd much rather maneuver to get a guy in the right spot to make a bucket than score a bucket himself. Mm-hmm. But it, let's surmise that you trade Mike Conley and you're not getting a, a, a starting point guard in return. Is that NAW that starts at the at the one? Is that like, I mean, it's got to be. Probably, Is yeah. it Colin Sexton? Probably not. Is it Jordan Clarkson? Probably not. Does this team need a true traditional point guard? Not right now. I mean, you have guys in NAW, Sexton, Jordan, but then let's surmise you trade Jordan. Let's surmise you trade Beasley, or excuse me, Threesley. Dumbass name. <coughs> let's surmise that you trade you trade Clarkson and Beasley. I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see what you end up with at point guard. Yeah. And that's where the opportunity for a guy like an NAW is going to show up here because I have it, all the league sources that I've talked to I have not heard one time that they're in on a point guard. Like, I look at that. The only name I've heard is campaign, and I was told that's a non-starter for the Jazz. Uh-huh. So I don't think that that's a guy that you're going to take back in return. I mean, I, I, I just think it's really interesting that you have this mix of guys, but you don't have a true backup point guard on this team. When Mike's out, you're, you're, you're kind of running around in the dark at point guard. Mm-hmm. So, and I think you rely, and I talking about exposure, I think you rely too much on, on Jordan Clarkson when Mike's not available to you as a starting point guard. And, and one of the things that really I want to see is NAW get a lot of run if they do, in fact, trade Mike Conley. And they will have, and they do have opportunities to trade Mike. Dallas, and I, I also, by the way, last night I was texting with a guy in the NBA who was telling me Dallas is getting desperate. Dallas is getting desperate. My question on Jordan Clarkson and, and Mike Conley, who I know Dallas has interest in both, are either one of those guys a solution for Dallas? And I'm going to tell you they're not. Well, because one, I think that Luka is very difficult to play with. Right. And yeah. not a lot of guys, want, not a lot of guys, and I've heard this repeatedly, not a lot of guys want to go to Dallas to play with Luka Doncic. They don't want to do it. Here's the deal, though. I think Mike is, Mike is uniquely suited to play with Luka. I, I, because Mike is... Is not a me guy first. No, he's Mike a much. Is, he's passive. There, you're yeah, exactly right. And, and I think that if I'm Luca, I understand. Hey, I can put up fifty anytime I want. I, I can do that, but that doesn't mean we're going to win the game. That's the thing. So if I'm Luca, I'm looking at this. If he's being smart about it, you you have to look at it and you have to say, okay, I've got Dorian Finney-Smith that I know can knock it down from the corner. I know that Hardaway can knock it down for me, right? Oh, cats are talking. You hear it? Wow. Dude. Dude, the cat is like moaning. Somebody's, they're going ham in the background. There's got to be a pregnant cat in this building. Has to be. I wonder, though, if you look at today's NBA teams. Yeah. And maybe Donnie's the best example of this. Look at Donovan Mitchell. He's on the ball. He is on the ball consistently for the Jazz and now for the Cavs. I don't know that that, that the, the day of the traditional point guard still exists. I think that day might be done. And I think it is this yeah. this idea of grouping five players together who mesh well and can win you games. That's what this Jazz team should be doing. 
And again, I'll even go with, hey, if you get four first round picks, how are you not attacking Scoot Henderson? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right? No, I mean, and, I, yeah. and in the Victor Wambanyama, Scoot Henderson conversation, this is what I'm talking about. Where does Victor Wambanyama fit into today's NBA? Well, I we would have to really talk through the right team, the right scenario. I would dread it if I were Houston or if I were VW and I wound up in Houston. Yeah, that's a I think that would be a tragedy. Yeah. But if I'm Scoot Henderson, you absolutely fit in Houston. You, you absolutely fit in Detroit. Well, what's the reality for Scoot? He fits anywhere. Yes. He's an NBA-ready player. He fits yes. on any roster at any time. And, yeah. And, and I think... The only thing I want to finish with on Mike and Dallas is that I, I, if I'm Luca, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, hey, like I gotta have, I gotta have the ability to be off the ball sometimes because you're not wrong about Donnie. Donnie's on the ball a lot. There's no doubt. But the difference is, is Donnie has a guy in Darius Garland that can be on the ball when exactly. they want exactly. Donovan off the ball. And when who was out last night? Donovan Mitchell. Mm -hmm. Who was on the ball last night? Darius. Darius Garland. Yeah. You're exactly. That is a great point. Not a. Not a good point. Yeah. Extra nor extraordinarily brilliant. I know. Yeah. I know. Is not it, how I would describe that take. It's very it's very rare for me, but it does happen sometimes. Let's go. Rock the like button, please. We're trying we always try to get to 150 likes on a live show here. We're at 46. We're about halfway home. Uh, we got to pick those numbers up. Pump those numbers yeah, up. Those go. are rookie numbers. Let's go. Hit the like button right now. If all 187 of you watching this show hit the like button, life would be grand for this Find Here program. But real quick update on that. Um, we are trying to get to 10,000 by February 19th. And we haven't talked about this a whole ton. We've we have only not. talked about it the last couple of days. And now we're really starting to see some progress here, right? What, what is, uh, what, 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 what's the number? 9533. Yeah. So 9533. I mean, we're, we're, we're really cruising up to 10,000. 467 to go. Which again, just like 9,000, we were telling you, Hey, you know, that might seem like a big number, 460, 470, four, like that might seem like a big number, but when you start to chop that down and you think we're adding anywhere between 30 to 50 subs a day, just by doing the show and what we do normally, we're going to get there. So to me, it's like, you know, I look at this and I say, this is totally doable, guys, totally. But it all starts with, it, seriously, it all starts with you guys all hitting the like button. Because when you do that, again, it's not just because we want to say we got 150 likes on the show. That's not the point at all. Like that, it is. It isn't. Like when you guys like the show, it tells YouTube, "Hey, we need to show this episode to more people." So when we need 15 subs a day yep. to get to to 10,000 by Monty's birthday next month, like there's no reason we shouldn't cross Let's that line. Go. Dude. Come on, hit Let's that go. like button. And again, if you're new to the show and you're not a member, we have a uh, membership that we offer on the show for $9.99 a month. What that gets you is exclusive video content. And some days that's inside trade information. Some days that's a motivational video. Some days that is a hot take. Some days that's an update on our contesting because as a member of this show, you also get first uh -huh. access to all of our contests. You get first access to our merch drops, but you also get access to our members-only Instagram chat group, which during jazz games, football games, playoff games, leaning butt-wiping, cold Team plunges. Lane. Like, it's amazing what this chat group has become on Instagram, and it's become a real community. For yeah. $9.99 a month, you are getting a group of dudes that really support each other, and I'm telling you, we're 60 strong right now, and it's just been... Revelation. Awesome. I'm not trying to be over dramatic. It's been a revelation 
to gr- learn and grow this group of people and add all these new friends. It's just been, it's been awesome. So click the link right there to join. It takes two minutes. You $9.99 a month. You can cancel anytime. We'd love to have you. Uh, and look at that. A member, Big Daddy Magic, says, uh, all on the morning show, I better be your birthday pat, the Maverick Center. Okay. At the Maverick Center? I'm sure you will be. Uh, Dallin Sproul says, what is the total amount uh, for memberships? We're, I think we're right at 60. Uh, we've, I can we've verify, been offering, but we're right in that neighborhood. Yeah. We've been offering memberships for 10 days, and we're at 60 members. So we've had a really good, we've had a really good run. So I'm a, do you, do you mean, uh, Dallin, do you mean cost or do you mean total number of members? I think he means total numbers of membership Yeah, because it's nine 99 a month. That's it. Yeah. For membership. Um, but it's, you know, I think we're right at 60. YouTube says we're at 57, but that's two days lag. So I believe we are, I believe we've crossed 60. Yeah. And if you click on that, yeah. If you click on that right there, it'll, it'll give you a list. We've added a couple here actually. So we've added Shane Peters and Brandon Roush. Oh, wow. Well, so, Shane Peters and Brandon Roush, welcome to the program. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. Dallin Sproul says, total number of members. I know the cost just too cheap to pay. Come on, Dallin. It's 10 on, bucks bro. a month, bro. You, I think you will see that the... the- Here's what I would say. This, is, this would be my ass, Dallin. And for those of you who, who view it the same way Dallin does, this is what I would say. We're not asking you... You can cancel at any time. So I would say, hey... Jump on for a week and see what you think of it. And if you don't like it, that's fine. Yeah. It's cool. Like we don't we don't take it personally. it personally. I just I just think what it's really interesting. We've had a couple of people. I personally have had a few people DM me and say, "Hey, like I just kind of went on a whim with it. I didn't really think it probably would have been worth it, but now that I'm in the Instagram chat, I get the video every day. You know, you guys are telling me about exclusive stuff coming. Like it, it's a lot of fun for me. So that's kind of been." The reaction. So again, it, not trying to force anybody to do something they don't want to do, but I do think it is well worth your your ten bucks. All right, a very important question, Monty. Are you willing to trade Jake for a first round pick and a first round pick for Luca's mom? Yes. My name is Luca. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, Brent Burnett, Jazz are right where right there, which is in illusions, but anything can happen once you make the playoffs. They're not a championship contender. No. This year. Come on now. Uh, Mark Ruckert. Good morning, Mark. Looks like the fourth seed in the West will have about 44 wins. I would agree with that. I was looking at that last night, oddly enough. Jazz right there, if they win a few more of those close games in the second half, they're a lot closer than people realize. But this is that buyer-seller question. Yeah. Are you a buyer or are you a seller? Why? So you can't look at this team and be like, well, they like it's a great point out of Mark that, hey, maybe this team could be a four seed. Yeah, that might be true. But this team isn't winning a seven-game series. You're not winning multiple seven-game series. You're not. I would agree Like, with you that. don't have what you need to win at the highest level right now. The one-off win in the NBA, the way, like, again, look at the Clippers last night. You beat the Clippers by 23. Yeah. But to your point, no Kawhi, no PG, no John Wall, no. Yeah. You're missing a lot of dudes. In a seven-game series, those dudes are going to play. Yeah. Um, I think you also understand that in a seven-game series, I mean, you are getting, you are getting like cavity searched. Like they know your inner workings, they know your weaknesses. Well, again, it's the Rudy at, Gobert yeah, thing where yeah. the Clippers played Rudy Gobert right off the floor. So you better check yourself. But Rudy was a dominant player. By the way, did anybody see that he's not close in, in metrics or statistics as one of the best defensive players in the NBA? Yeah. But on this team, he was because this Jazz team is built around him. I say that to say, 
it doesn't, your, your focus is not, hey, let's win a championship this year because you're not winning a championship this year. And dare I say, you're not winning a playoff series this year. So yeah. what's the point? It's cool to win games. It's cool to expose guys to playoff basketball. Absolutely. But you're not winning a championship this year. Be a seller. Be a seller. If you can trade Mike, JC, Colin Sexton, Kelly Olynyk, Malik Beasley, you're doing that. Yeah. You're absolutely doing that. Can you imagine this team if they had another first-round pick in this year's draft? To have four picks in that draft, this is also, again, why you need to pay attention. You better be watching Brooklyn on Friday night. Yeah. Who owns Brooklyn's first-round pick this year? Mm -hmm. The Utah Jazz. You better be watching Minnesota. Who, who owns Minnesota's pick? The Utah Jazz. Yeah, you're, you're a Brooklyn like, fan tomorrow night. I mean, it is. No, you're not a Brooklyn fan. You need them to suck because you own that pick. Mm. Right? So I think it is, and it'll be the worst of the worst. You know, like it's just one of those things that I think it, it's a really tough conversation. It's a really tough digestion. You know, James Knight, good morning to you, friend. He says, morning, guys. Any major player movement coming? I hear Zach Levine to the Knicks. I, the Chicago Bulls, painfully, are my squad. And I spend a lot of time talking to guys about the Bulls. And I know a lot of guys in Chicago that cover the Bulls. I think they trade DeMar DeRozan before they trade Zach Levine. I do. And I think DeMar DeRozan's one of the few guys that Jeannie Buss, the owner of the Lakers, would give up a first-round pick for. Yeah. I, think I, I don't think I know. I've heard from multiple NBA sources the Phoenix Suns are interested in DeMar DeRozan. Uh, I, have, I have absolutely heard that Zach Levine would like to be traded because he does not like Billy Donovan, who, oh, by the way, in secret, under the cloud uh, coverage of the summer, Billy Donovan signed an extension with the Chicago Bulls that nobody knew about. The Bulls are a mess. And it's because, why are the Bulls a mess? Because they're the New York Knicks. What do I mean by that? They wouldn't pull the trigger on a, on a, a Rudy Gobert trade. And Rudy Gobert, as odd of a fit as he is in Minneapolis, is a tremendous fit in Chicago. But why wouldn't they trade for Rudy Gobert? Because they didn't want to give up Pat Williams. Uh -huh. And now they're freely willing to give up Pat Williams. Why didn't the Knicks make the, the Donnie trade? Because they had to have Quentin Grimes. We did a short on that yesterday. Quentin Grimes is a 10-point-a-night player. Donovan Mitchell's a 30-point-a-night player. A franchise you, 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 player. You fought to keep Quentin Grimes. <coughs> <coughs> And you didn't wind up with Donovan Mitchell. Franchises are rarely defined by the trades they make. Yeah. Franchises are most always defined by the trades they do not make. And um, the Knicks certainly right now are being defined by their unwillingness to, to make a major deal to get Donovan Mitchell. And it, 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 it's shocking to me that a team like the Chicago Bulls was not willing to give up Pat Williams to get Rudy Gobert. What's the number one problem in Chicago? They don't defend. Their best defender is a is a role player in Alex Caruso. Pat Williams is is a nice player, but he's a six seven eight guy on your roster. Yeah. If we're being honest, he starts in Chicago. But if you put him like he needs to play for the Utah Jazz, mm -hmm. he needs to be in this situation where he can play minutes of consequence at the four because he can shoot it and he can defend. But good God, man, the guy you know. is awkward as hell everywhere else on the floor. Yeah. He's probably a 3 and D power forward, which is in this league is fine. But you fought to keep that kid out of a trade, and now Rudy Gobert is languishing in Minneapolis. Yeah. It, it's, it's remarkable to me. And again, this is why I go back much to James Knight's point. This is why I go back to the summer. All these relationships that Danny Ainge had or maybe Bridges burned – 
I don't know. Is Leon Rose willing to make a deal with the, the Jazz? Don't you know who I am? I don't know. But you look at who did Danny talk to over the summer? Atlanta on John Collins. Who did Danny talk to? Phoenix on DeAndre Ayton. The Bulls. Like all of, all of these teams that he was talking to, Toronto, like those are all teams that have need. Yeah. Like you look at, like I still maintain, they were so close to Marcus Smart last year. And now if you're a Celtics fan, you're glad they didn't make that trade. But I think absolutely Danny Ainge can pick up the phone and make a deal with Boston if Boston's a, a, a buyer. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. But it's just so damn dysfunctional with the Knicks and the Bulls. And it's why they are never good. Yeah. It is why they are never good. And it is so frustrating. And, and Knicks fans, it was great having conversations with Knicks fans on YouTube yesterday because Knicks fans actually agree. The Knicks should be better. The Knicks should absolutely be better. The Knicks now, all the haters that came in the show from New York over the summer, now wish they had made the Don trade. Because Quinn Grimes is a player. He's not a good player or a great player. He's not the guy, dude. He's a player. He's never going to be a franchise He's player. He's just a guy. J-A-G, just a guy. Yeah, I don't know. Nate Davis says, what are you guys up Kemba Walker from Dallas and trade Mike Conley? Uh, Kemba Walker is of zero interest to me. Yeah. Uh, zero interest. Tyler P says the Knicks would go after Levine, very Nick-like. And if we're truth-telling on Zach Levine, hell of a player, can't trust him. Yeah. Because one, he's not a team guy, and two, his, his knee is constantly a problem for that club. Uh, let's see. Jeremy Bolton says, LOL, you just said Alex Caruso is their best role player. There's no doubt. Ale yeah. Alex Caruso is the Chicago Bulls' best role player. He is. And the problem is he's your best defender. He's your best on-ball defender. And it's just – that's a team that is built poorly in Chicago. And uh, my guess is they will trade DeMar, and I would guess that they would move Alex Caruso out. I would Because he's got value. Alex Caruso is a guy that can – you can top on a trade and wind up making a trade that gets you a first-round pick. If, like, a three-teamer where you include DeMar and Alex Caruso, same or different location. Yeah. But the fact you're willing to include a guy like Caruso with DeMar gets you a first-round pick. Like, the pieces, but are they willing to do that? Is Jerry Reinsdorf willing? Does he have the balls to make a trade with DeMar DeRozan? Because that says, and maybe they already said this with Zach's contract over the summer, I could be totally wrong but that says you're choosing Zach Levine over DeMar DeRozan I think Bulls fans would be pissed about that yeah because I think DeMar DeRozan is arguably in in local markets he's one of the most popular players in his local market yeah in any market in the country I think it just you know Brett Robbins says I see Grimes can't play at the NBA level nice in G League though Shanghai uh, might want him I I'm not saying that Grimes can't play at the NBA level He's not Donovan Mitchell. He's not a player of consequence. Yeah. He, he, you know, he's just not. I'm like, a man. You talk about DeMar DeRozan. Trading DeMar DeRozan changes the DNA of your basketball team. Yeah. Absolutely. Look at what we went through here in Utah with, with Rudy and Don. And not so much Rudy. Trading Donovan Mitchell completely remade the roster. Yeah. Completely remade the roster. If you trade DeMar DeRozan, that is, that is a big deal. That is a big deal. You, you want to talk about, man, that's a tough trade. Mm -hmm. That's a tough trade. But again, like the Lakers, you got to trade Anthony Davis. How long are you going to waste LeBron James Too hanging on long. to Anthony Davis? Too long. You know, and I know we've had this conversation for what feels like weeks and months now. Mm -hmm. After the street closed Davis. There is a right decision and a wrong decision. 
Uh-huh. The Knicks made the wrong decision on Donovan Mitchell. The Bulls made the wrong decision on Rudy Gobert. The Lakers are making the wrong decision on Anthony Davis. Because you can't tell me, if, you, if you're a Laker fan, and they traded Anthony Davis, depending on what they got, if they sent Anthony to Chicago and they got DeMar Caruso in a pick, what Laker fan is going to be upset about that? I don't think Laker fans would be upset about that. I really, really don't because you have Austin Reeves. You have, you know, you have all these, this interesting group of guys. You don't have a glue guy to bring that together. Yeah. So you're going to trade Anthony Davis and you're going to bring in one of the better glue guys and you're probably going to take Andre Drummond back in a deal. You're fine with that, I think. I think you'd absolutely be fine with that. Yeah. It, 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 mm. Anyway. Uh, let's see. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'd actually like Caruso on the Jazz. Did I just say that out loud? I think Caruso would be great on just about any Western Conference team uh, I, because he's going to up your level of intensity. The thing that Alex Caruso does is he brings accountability. And then people in Chicago and the Lakers, LeBron's talked about this. They miss Alex Caruso's verbal accountability in games. When you're in the wrong spot, Alex Crusoe is not going to let you just get a pass on that. He routinely goes after guys like Javante Green. He like, you see him getting into Nikola Vucevic's chest on, hey, you know, like, because you miss that on the Lakers. You miss that on those teams that are just, and I know it sounds sensational. The Lakers are not that far from a championship. Right. They're not that far from a championship. They're not. And you you look at the differences. You cannot allow you cannot allow Russell Westbrook to get up in the air last night. Did you guys see this? <laughs> it's on Jake's Twitter. SLC Jake on yeah, Twitter. Yeah. You have Russell Westbrook last night rise up off the floor to take a three, and then threw it off of Kevin Herder's chest. <laughs> Herder didn't even contest it. What are you doing? What are you doing? Like you can't have that. You can't, but who's going to say anything to Russ? Yeah. Because LeBron's not that dude. LeBron's not a great leader. Who's going to say anything to him? You need that guy that will say to you, hey, knock that off. You can't do that. Don, you can't drive last year in the paint. If Alex Caruso was on this team, this team beats Dallas. Because you're not going to have a culture of Donovan Mitchell turning the ball over every time he breaks the paint. Yeah. You're not going to have Rudy constantly bitching at the officials. Because what is the difference if if Alex Caruso is Royce O'Neal on this team last year? Yeah. How much better is this team? My God. That's right, T. That's what the Jazz lacked. That's what the Lakers lacked, the Knicks lacked, the Bulls. Yeah. Like the Bulls, you have so much money tied up in DeMar and Zach Levine. Who's going to say anything to those guys? Because they don't have to listen to you. Alex, like... Or excuse me, Zach Levine doesn't listen to his head coach. You think he's going to listen to you? Like, Zach Levine's so clearly the problem there, and they're going to wind up trading tomorrow and going with Zach because they gave him that extension. Yeah. And it's a huge mistake. It's a huge mistake. Uh, let's see. Tyler P. says, DeMar isn't going to lose you games. Levine will. Correct. Levine is a phenomenal player. He just won't he's share the ball. He's a highlight real player, not a winner. That's it. He won't share the ball. He, he just won't. Riley O'Brien, what's up? He says, some uh, gave Leon Rose credit for not giving, it, uh, giving in to Danny Ainge asking price for the Knicks. Does Leon Rose wish he had said yes? I don't know how you don't now. Because, and let's say they had, they had, they had kept R.J. Barrett, 
right? Let's say the Knicks had kept R.J. Barrett. Right now, the Knicks are in seven, 25 and 21, not having a bad year. So let's say they made the Don deal but kept R.J. But kept R.J. Barrett. Look at Julius, Julius Randle, I think, you want to talk about a, a, a skill set. Julius Randle's having a phenomenal year. So you'd be having a great year out of Julius. Jalen's having a great year. Again, R.J. Barrett playing 40 games, averaging 20 points. You add Donovan Mitchell to those three, what are yeah. you now? And, and by the way, you probably would have had to give up Cam Reddish. You would have given up Quentin Grimes. You would have given up but an Eman- Emmanuel quickly. Up? But you'd, I, my guess is you'd have picked, on, picked up Boyan Bogdanovich yeah. and Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. And they wouldn't do it. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Donnie on that roster? Instead of Quentin Grimes, quickly, Reddish. Bunch of young dudes. And, and Mitchell Robinson and, and Hartenstein are your bigs. Yeah. Now you're, now you're cooking with gas. Yeah. Because just the, just the second chance opportunities that you would be getting from the space that Don has created in Cleveland. Get out of here. Like, absolutely the Knicks should have made that deal. Yeah. Absolutely the Knicks should have made that deal. McKinley Cutler, who was at the game last night, He's a member. He's in our Instagram group. Tweeted yep. or sent a picture in the group of him in the stands. Good to see you there, McKinley. He says, remember to, to uh, leave a like. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Hit the like button. We're up to uh, 76 likes now on about 1,000 views this morning. Uh, Nate Davis says, Jordan Clarkson, uh, go to collections, play bet. I have no idea what yeah, that means. I don't means. know what that means. Uh, Brett Burnett says, the Knicks blew it. Spider was the real deal, and the Knicks really wanted him. Misplayed it. The thing about Donovan Mitchell that you love so much is you just know he's coming back a better basketball player. Every summer, he comes back a better basketball player. Yeah, and the issue with Leon Rose is he's more concerned about making a good deal versus winning. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Alex Caruso, uh, again, on the tip of the uh, tip of the tongue of James Knight. Hate to say it, but Caruso is an intense high IQ guy. Yeah. Just saying. Mesh says, LOL to the Knicks fans who thought R.J. Barrett is better than Don. Seriously. Seriously. Uh, Mark, Mark Ruckert says, uh, once Kessler starts taking and consistently making the open shot from the free throw line extended, oh boy. If, yeah, he, ever, if he ever turns into a jump shooter. He has it in his bag. He's just not confident in it yet. He makes, he makes the very occasional when he has to jump shot. And he has... It's in there. They just got to find it. Yep. Wait, do we still think Zach is better than Don? No. I think they're equal. I think, again, I'm a loser. I watch a lot of Bulls basketball. Zach Levine is a stud. He is a stud. He is the best player on your team offensively. There's no doubt about that. He is an intense player. He makes big shots. The problem with Zach is he does not share the ball. He does not. He will take on a double team and pull up for three when you're wide open. You're down one, and you have the best mid-range player in the NBA in DeMar DeRozan, and Zach brings the ball up. You think DeMar's ever going to touch it with the game on the line? No. No, he's not. You know, like, it's just that thing, man. Yeah. Like, Zach Levine is a great player. He's not a good player. He's a great player. But if you're not going to share the ball, I can't have you on my team. Yeah. I agree. I, I just, Especially with the money he makes. I think he and Don are equal offensively. I think Zach's more explosive. I think Zach is a faster player than Donovan Mitchell. Well, what's the difference, though? What's the difference? Zach is like 6'5", I think, 6'6". He's a bigger player. Don's 6'1". They're different. Yeah. Both dunk champions. Like, I mean, they're very, they're very similar players 
But I would take Donovan Mitchell. I would, and I, I never thought I would say that, but Zach has become a selfish player. And the, the thing that I see from Don that should really piss off JS fans is he loves setting guys up. Yeah. He loves it. And you can see now that he really enjoys – he has become a really good no-look passer. And, it, and again, just because I'm a loser, I have no life, I watch a ton of NBA basketball. Yeah. He's become a really good no-look passer. Really good. Kevin Love – Gets more looks from Donovan Mitchell than I think he's probably ever gotten in his career. It's crazy. Even with LeBron, Kevin Love was was not a priority. I think Donovan Mitchell loves playing with Kevin Love. Mm-hmm. And he, you can see the way he shares the ball. Uh, I agree, Mont. The 21-22 Jazz would have been a better team with Caruso rather than Royce. However, they still would have, wouldn't have been a championship team. They wouldn't have been. You can't win a championship built around Rudy Gobert. Yeah. A stationary 100%. center, you can't, you can't, you can't do it. What's up, Raphael? Good to see you. Tanner Plummer also says, who was uh, saying that, Raphael? I think a lot of people were saying that Zach was better than Don. A lot of people. And I think this knee injury thing that's happened this year where Zach's missed a pretty good bit of time to, to a sore knee. Uh, and by the way, it ain't like he's playing tons of playoff basketball and deep playoff runs. He's just got a bum knee. He's just got a bum knee. Uh, Riley said, great points. Interesting to know how uh, would Donovan prefer to be on the Knicks today or the Cavs? Oh, the Knicks. I got to believe the Knicks. Yeah. He's not complaining about being in Cleveland. And I don't think he ever would. But if you said to Donovan Mitchell, hey, uh, we can put you in a time machine. You want to be a Knick or a Cav? He'd take the Knicks. Yeah. And I'm telling you, the Knicks would be top three. I think top three in the East. Because I think Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson together, my God. Yeah. In the season that Julius is having, uh, what do you do with Julius Randle if you're the Knicks? I, I, the answer is I you don't. Have I have to, no to, idea. You have to. You needed to make Don trade. You need to go out and get a guy that puts you over the top. That's their issue. They're they're so concerned yeah. about picks and the future. It's like great. Keep worrying about the future and metal and mediocrity. Like that's that's what you are. That's exactly what like, you are. It, it, it is, I'm not even a Knicks fan and it frustrates me. Truth. Yeah, it, it is. They just, and I know people hate when I say this stuff, but the Lakers, Celtics, and Knicks need to be good for the NBA to thrive. Yeah. The NBA is doing well to thrive. Like the Bulls play at one o'clock this afternoon in Paris. Neat. Okay, cool. Now, if that's a Boston Celtics in Paris, it's a different story. You know, like it, 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 it's good. It's good. Uh, My Monty fan says those not on the membership only IG are missing out. The show just can't stop itself from getting better and better. It is fun. The IG group is a lot of fun. Yeah, it is fun. Hey, San Diego state. What's up? My man says, good morning on the road in listen only mode today. Y'all behave today. Well, at least try now. What fun is that? <laughs> what fun is that? Um, let's see. He also says listen only mode today, but still found safety and time to like the program. Yeah. Cause, cause that's what I'm stud. talking about, dude. Cause and you're there's a no excuse. There's no excuse not to at least like the program. That's free. Yeah. Program. I agree. All right. Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on this here, the Monty show. I know we didn't get to the youth schedule. We'll do that in 10 minutes. I promise you. If you're a PAC 12 football fan, I don't know how you don't. How do you not feel like, and let's do it now. We can do it now. How do you not feel like the Utah Utes got hosed by the Pac-12? The proper nomenclature is piped. No, the... 
How do you not feel like the Utes didn't get piped by the Pac-12? Yeah. Let's talk Pac-12 yeah. football on the Monty Show. Football 50 presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase. $25 or more. Uh, the Pac-12 released their schedule. By the way, a lot of people ask me about the Big 12. As of, like, last Thursday, I think it was, I was told that the Big 12 is still working through Texas and Oklahoma leaving early, but that it could be literally any day that that schedule gets released. So the answer is I have no idea when that schedule is coming out. But they have the schedules. I was point blank told the Big 12 has a schedule written for Texas and Oklahoma and without Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah. So we'll see how all that works out. Here's Utah's schedule. Home for Florida, September 2nd. At Baylor, September 9th. Weber at home. UCLA at home. At Oregon State, they're off on October 2nd. You are 3-2. and Because I can't believe that you're going to go to Baylor and Oregon State and win. Yeah. Baylor on September 9th is going to be very difficult. You're going to beat Florida. I think you're going to beat Weber. You're going to beat UCLA. I think Oregon State and Baylor are critical games right out of the gate. Best case scenario, I think you lose that Oregon State game and you run the table up to Oregon State. And then off the bye, you'll beat Cal at home. And then you got to go uh, October 21st to Los Angeles to take on USC. Then you come right back home for Oregon. So let me get this right. Off of the bye, it's Cal. That's a win. At USC, that's probably a loss. And then you're right home for Oregon. Oh, did I mention that then you're right back home for Arizona State? And then you travel to Washington. Yeah. My God, who, like... Were you, when they were writing the schedule, do you think they were like, oh my God, hot poker in the butthole, Utes are screwed? Yeah, I think it says. What is I, this? I, I think it says on this schedule, I think they wrote out Bohica, right? Because this schedule is incredibly difficult. This schedule is, I mean, it is what you would expect, I guess, on some level, but the way that this pans out with travel and like, like with, like, like, for example, their non conference games. Having Florida and Baylor, that is two really difficult games. Like, if this past season you didn't have, like, the gimme games early in the year, like, where would you have been? So, to me, I look at this and I say, man, like, this is this is difficult, bro. This is difficult. Oh, by the way, what? but USC's got, got piped as well, right? Yeah, USC, yeah. like, got cored out well, in the schedule. Well, they're staying in the conference, and they're going to be the, the heart of the Pac-10, right? Yeah, you got to take care of USC. Yeah, yeah. So, it's San Jose State at home, Nevada at home, Stanford at home, and then a bye week. So you September don't even 9th. leave. You don't even go anywhere. You don't go on the road. You don't leave the Coliseum until September 23rd at Arizona State. Then you're at you're at Colorado, home for uh, Arizona at Notre Dame October 14th, home for Utah at Cal, home for Washington at Arizona. Home for UCLA. And oh, by the way, did I mention they threw in an extra bye week November 25th? Yeah, you said you, they're at Oregon. At Oregon. That at Oregon yeah, on Oregon. the 11th. Yeah. Yeah. And then home for UCLA. Yeah. Bye week before the Pac 12 championship game, which they will likely be in. That's crazy. Although it feels like there's some, the, the, to me, it feels this is the schedule that should win you the Pac 12 championship and put you into the college football playoff. Yeah. But I'm telling you now, are there Lincoln-Riley losses on that schedule? I don't know. 
Let's talk about Washington's schedule. You want to talk about, and maybe somebody just doesn't like Washington. Washington. Washington Huskies. Water. The Warder Washington Huskies. Boise at home on September 2nd. Tulsa at home at Michigan State. Home for Cal at Arizona bye week. And here's where Bohica slides in. Oregon, Arizona State, at Stanford, at USC, Utah, at Oregon State, Washington State. The second half of the season for Washington. Yeah, you're done. October 14th to November 25th. Oregon, Arizona State, at Stanford, at USC, Utah, at Oregon State, at Washington State. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. Peace out, bro. You're not going to the I'm, Pac-12 I'm really championship. Glad that You're I'm not. really, uh, really thrilled that uh, you know USC is going to win the uh, Pac-12 championship again. And the other one that that I think you have to look at is Oregon. Obviously, right? You look at Oregon, and you tell me if this is a tough schedule or not. Portland at home at Texas Tech. You're Oregon. You should win that game. Hawaii at Autzen Stadium. Hawaii. Colorado at home at Stanford bye week. At Washington, Washington State at Utah, Cal, USC at Arizona State, Oregon State. That's not the worst schedule, but that's not an easy How schedule. How good is Colorado going to be? Well, that's a big question. That's a big question. I don't know. The answer is I don't know. And I look at some of this nonsense, I, and, and then I look at Arizona State's schedule. Southern Utah, the Thunderbirds. The Thunderbirds. Home for Southern Utah. Home for Oklahoma State, Fresno State, USC, and then you finally go on the road September 30th at Cal before you come back home and welcome Prime in the Colorado Buffaloes. Yeah. So that's a meat grinder schedule. And then your second half is at Washington, home for Washington State at Utah at UCLA, Oregon, Arizona. Yeah. In a rebuilding program at Arizona State. I don't know what the Pac-12 was doing when they made these schedules, but that's crazy to me. I just don't understand why you would cater towards SC. I, I, I don't get that. I don't know either. Like, it is. Dude, I don't know why you gave Ares or or USC a pass. Because I feel like the USC schedule is the cake of all the big dads. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, that's just crazy. Yep, it is. It's crazy. 100%. I, and I don't understand it. I really don't. Uh, Lewis says the Big Ten has to coddle them or they will cry foul. Right. Okay. Uh, Alan Corbin says Utah goes 9-3 and three next season at best. Meanwhile, UGA gets 11 glorified scrimmages for their title defense. You want to know? You want to know? Dude, you're not even joking. You're not even joking. Has anybody seen Georgia's schedule for next year? You want to talk about three-peat? Georgia's got UT Martin, I Ball thought State. I said UT Martin. Yeah, the Skyhawks. What? Uh, they've got UT Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, UAB, at Auburn, Kentucky, at Vandy, bye week, at Florida, Missouri, Ole Miss, at Tennessee, at Georgia Tech. What kind of ripoff is this? Dude. Bro, what? If you don't run the table, I mean, you're the, you're clearly the most talented team, the best team in the country. That's an undefeated schedule. Yeah. You don't have a tough, like, you don't have, like, who's your best home game? You you don't have some crazy home game. Like, I mean, the Florida game, that's the biggest, well, no, that's the game. 
You're not allowed to call it the biggest cocktail party anymore. Florida, Georgia, and Jacksonville, October 28th. But yeah, I guess. I guess Ole Miss on Saturday, November 11th. But Lane Train hasn't convinced anybody. Lane Train. Right? Like, I mean, you have some tough road games, but notably not on your schedule. Alabama's not on your schedule. Which they should be. Every year. But they're not. Right? I mean, it, it just is remarkable to me how this is set up for for the big dogs to eat. Yeah. It's set up for the big dogs to eat. I don't know how else you explain it. Yeah. I really don't. And yeah. it is frustrating as hell. And when I'm really frustrated and I need awesomeness, I'm getting an XLNY from Papa Murphy's Pizza. Right now with Papa Murphy's, we've got a great deal. Which means I make more great pizza. Like our $9.99 XLNY pizza. It's everything you'd expect from a classic New York-style pizza, hot and fresh out of your oven. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's used the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Look at my guy, Macho Man. Macho Man. Did the cold shower, went 30 seconds, had a goal for one minute. Great workout afterward, my there guy. You go. I did the cold shower this morning again. And I made it 90 seconds. And it was, I'm not going to say it was easy because it wasn't. So my cold shower routine, if you're new to the show, we've been talking about cold plunges and cold showers on the show all week long. Because I've really gotten into, you know, Dr. Huberman and, you know, David Goggins. I've really gotten into dealing with adversity. I, I, I think it's a big thing for me right now. And so I went, I started taking these cold showers and I started on Monday night, did it on Tuesday morning, was awesome, right? It, or I guess I started on Sunday night, did it, did it on Monday morning, felt great on Tuesday, did not do it yesterday morning and had a, a pretty rough day yesterday. Did it this morning, I got to tell you, I feel 100, 100% better. I'm real. I, 90 seconds, so what you do is you take a hot shower, your normal shower, you start it, in my opinion, 30 seconds. You just want to be able to turn the water to its coldest temperature and you stand under that shower for 30 seconds. So I did that. I made it 30. Then I did it a minute. And this morning, my goal was to crush a minute. So what I do is I put my cell phone, I put my iPhone, I use the timer on my, my iPhone. Pro Max. I put it on my toilet seat because that's right next to the shower. I can reach it. When I'm done with the hot part of the shower, you know, I wash myself, I do my hair, all that stuff. Hit start on the timer for one minute. And what I do is one minute and eight seconds because I want to give myself a chance to say, why are you doing this? Don't do it. And then like I turn it on myself. <laughs> Turned it on at 108. And this morning I had to really fight to turn the cold water on myself. It was really difficult. In fact, when I went to turn the timer on, I'm like, just skip it today, do it tomorrow. And I was like, no, you're doing it today. Hit start. I was looking at the clock. I turned the water on myself. Dude, it was hard. It was, at the, it was difficult. Yeah. I looked at the clock, and it, and it was something like it was 58 seconds the first time I looked at it. And it was counting down from a minute and eight. Water on me. I looked over, and I can't remember what it said. I want to say that it was like the next time I looked over, it was like eight seconds or something like that. I can't remember now. And I looked over again, and it was done. The timer was done. And I, I just had the sense to stand there and just in, endure it. And the, the way I did that is I really concentrated on my breathing and the sound of the water hitting the floor. And unlike Jake, the way I do it is I start with the water kind of hitting my chin and my chest. Uh -huh. And then I just, I just 
control my breathing. And once I get control of my breathing, it takes about five, 10 seconds. I just put my head under the water and let the water run down the back on my neck and on my upper back and let it run down. And this, this morning, what I did is the timer was over and I looked over and saw, and I turned my head back. I just put my, my eyes down, my head under the water. And I just tried to count the 30 and I couldn't do it. And like, I would get to like, I would go like 29, 28, 27, and then it would just bite me. And I'd just be like, no, I'm, I'm not giving up. And I would get to like 20 and I would stop. And the last time I did it, I was just in pain, dude. Like it is not easy. It is not comfortable. Yeah. But I'm telling you, man, when you're in that moment and you're breathing and it, you're controlling it and it is not controlling you, it is so powerful, man. I'm telling you. And I turned that, I turned that water off at, at, at the last time I got down to 10 seconds. So I'm, I'm giving myself credit for 90 seconds. I, I was so proud of myself. I said, man, great job. So proud of you. Way to go. Because I killed that thing. And I feel great today. Like I am invigorated. I am energetic. I feel really good today. It makes a hell of a difference. You, you, man, it makes a difference. Yeah. I'm telling you. Uh, let's see. Uh, James Knight says, progress, Monty. I lasted seven seconds yesterday. Well, congratulations to the missus. Uh, oh, you mean in the cold <laughs> shout? My bad. My, my bad. My bad. Good job. Just get to 30. Start at 30 seconds. Yeah. Make yourself, I'm telling you, and I know this sounds cheesy and like magic mind BS. It's not. The victory in 30 seconds is immense. Yeah. And if you will just take that warm shower, and I suggest everybody start in a shower. If you have a cold tub, that's great. Start in a shower. The victory in 30 seconds under that crazy cold water. And it hurts. I'm not going to lie to you. It's uncomfortable. You want to run. But once you, once you get that water on your chest, and if you'll just stand there, close your eyes and just focus on your breathing. Because you almost want to hyperventilate. You, it's really hard to control your breathing. But once you, once you do that, and it's in through the nose, out through the mouth, that big breath in, and just beat the water for five seconds to control your breath. And then you can take a step forward. Now I'm at 10 seconds. Now I'm at 20 seconds. Now I'm at 30 seconds. And you're going to figure out one day you're going to hit 30 and all of a sudden you're going to be like, yeah, I got this. I got this. I got this. The win is, the win is amazing. Embrace the suck because the win is amazing. The win is amazing, man. I'm telling you. The win is amazing. Eric and Raleigh says, you want to turn that water to the coldest setting? No, the hell I don't. No, you don't. But you do it and it feels really good. Yeah. Yusuf says, I can do five plus minutes. That's amazing. All you need is 11 minutes a week. At 11, the, you immediately, the funny thing is when I got out of the shower this morning, so I have a glass shower door. So I turn the water off and I squeegee the glass shower. I stepped out of the shower this morning and I was, my core was cold. You know when you're cold and you yep. can feel it in your core? Yep. I was really cold. I wasn't shivering. I wasn't dying. But you're just cold and it hurts, man. It hurts. Like I broke my ribs a couple of years ago and I could feel like the pain in my, you just feel that pain in your joints, Mm -hmm. but you won. You won. I'm telling you, you won and it's worth it. It is totally worth it. Jeremy Bolton, speaking of the iPhone pro max, uh, 14,000. It's coming to my house next Wednesday, officially trading in my $21, my S21, the Satan and his minions. Let's Let's go. go. 
Jeremy, that's a big step. I'm so proud of you. So proud of you. James Jensen, who is not a member of the program, says great win last night. Phenomenal win for your uh, Utah Jazz last night. Yeah. Phenomenal win. Um, let's see. Louis, Louis says, uh, that cold shower is mind over matter. I can te- it can teach you a lot about how your mind can push your body further than you think. I've, I'm really obsessed over this right now. Yeah. What happens to you when you are in a bad spot, when you are in adversity, when you are in crisis? And David Goggins, and I know he's hard to listen to at first, but I started watching David Goggins on different people's shows, and he talked about, with Joe Rogan on the JRE, he talked about SEAL training and that he went through hell week three times. He failed the first time. And he said the failure is what haunted him. The water haunted him. But yet he's been, he was able to push through that. And he said, like he runs these 250-mile marathons and these endurance races. And he said, when I'm, when I'm ready to quit, and it's often I'm ready to quit, I just ask myself, can you take one more step? Yes. Can you take another step? Yeah. And like you just keep going. And he's gotten to a point where you just can turn yourself off and you could just keep going. And the, the victory is amazing. It's, it's amazing. But equate that to your life. When you are in a place where you want to let off steam at a coworker, when your kid is screaming and your dogs are barking and your wife is bitching about the dishes or the garbage and you want to lose your mind, how are you going to control that? If you can't stand in a cold shower for 30 seconds, how are you going to control that in the moment of your life? When you get into a road rage situation, when you're pissed at the person in front of you at the grocery store trying to sort coupons or whatever it is, how, what that cold water does is it teaches you to control yourself because you want to get out of it. There's no doubt about it. You, yeah. you want to turn it off immediately. Yeah. It's that fight or flight thing. You want to turn it off. I'm telling you, it'll change your life. It will change your life. It will do that. Uh, Cheetah Cheeto says, iPhone 14 isn't all that. Do I have a 14? No, you have a 13. I have a 13. I love the 13. I love it. Absolutely. Um, Riley O'Brien, Monty, what's the percentage of likelihood that Jordan Clarkson is on the Utah Jazz at the start of next season? Zero. I would be stunned. Yeah. If we get to February 9th at 5 o'clock Mountain Time and he is on, on the Jazz, I would be really surprised because they are fielding multiple calls daily about Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, There is a certain desperation in the NBA to make a trade right now. There's a certain desperation. And there's people who the Phoenix Suns would love to make a trade yesterday. There, there is a, a certain desperation and they are struggling to get that done. And there's like this, the way it was described to me, there's this tangible sense of urgency amongst this. There's about five teams that have this tangible sense of urgency to make a deal. I the, want it. the Knicks are in that group. I don't think there's any doubt the Phoenix Suns, the Atlanta Hawks are in that group. The Dallas Mavericks are in that group. And shockingly enough, the Golden State Warriors are trying to make a deal. If it's me you want to talk to, perhaps we can arrange a meet. And none of them have been able to make a deal yet. And as we climb 
closer and closer and closer to the trade deadline. I don't think there's ever been the dearth of talent that's available in the NBA today at any point in the last five years. And a team like Dallas, where Luka Doncic reportedly is bitching about the talent around him and is imploring that team to do something about yeah. it. You've got to do something about it. You have got to get like, you have got to go and get him somebody. And I think it's a power forward. I think Mitchell Robinson is a really good example of this because Christian Wood's a good player, but he's soft. He's a perimeter player. Dwight Powell's not that guy. Like, I think they need a four or five guy. I think they absolutely need a, a, a running mate for Luka. But the question is, who wants to go and play for Luka Doncic? And I didn't mess that up. Who wants to go and play for Luka Doncic? Yeah. Because nobody plays with him. Nobody. Look how much better Jalen Brunson is this year. My name is Luka. He's a pain in the ass. He's not a great guy to play with. Yeah. He's not. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I just think it's... Luka, Luka's an on-the-ball guy. Luka's a ball-dominant guy. Like, it just is what it is. He's been that way since he was 10 years old. Like, he, he has. So... Yeah, I mean, he's he is the guy. It's the same thing that LeBron was early in his career. He was on the ball. You played for LeBron, not with LeBron, and LeBron kind of acquiesced and came to the middle as he aged a little bit and got deeper into his career. So, you know, look, I think Luka eventually is going to figure out that it can't just be him and everybody else. You got to have you got to have a Robin to your Batman, and you got to have a guy that can that can hit the game winner. You got to have a guy that can you know make the play when you can't make the play. You know, and to me. There's no easier way to beat Luca than to get into his head, you know? I still, to this day, don't understand why people don't take away the step back from Luca. Like, just be committed to making yeah, him dude. drive. Like, I, I don't know why you wouldn't. Like, he puts up all these huge games, and he's doing it by stepping back, right? And then when he when you bite on that, he's going to jump in you and get the foul. Like, I like Luca is a phenomenal talent. He is fun to watch, but I just I I I don't think he's a winner at the highest level. I don't level. think he is either. And I think he's still got figuring out to do and even if he doesn't go even if he does go and get a Mitchell Robinson type, I don't think that guarantees long-term success. I think that that helps for sure. That's definitely a piece he needs, but he definitely that definitely doesn't take them to the finals. I would agree with that. The Monty show presented by the Advocates Check them out online at theadvocates.com. You've been in an accident and now you're injured. Though it wasn't your fault, you now have to deal with getting your car fixed, mounting medical bills, and insurance companies who don't play fair. But don't worry. The experienced team at The Advocates are here to get you the support you need. Theadvocates.com. Chat with a lawyer online 24-7 at theadvocates.com. And that costs you nothing because they never charge you a consultation fee. They never charge you a retainer. You don't pay the advocates until they win your case at theadvocates.com. Uh, I, you know, if I if I had to guess, I think Jordan Clarkson winds up in Phoenix or Atlanta. That would be my guess because I think Atlanta, I think Atlanta needs pop off the bench, and I think Bogdan Bogdanovich needs a change of scenery. Right. And I am not one who believes that Atlanta is going to trade DeJounte Murray or Trey Young at the deadline. I much more believe that that's a summer deal. And I think there's no doubt. And, and one of the things I think you have to talk about when you look at Jordan Clarkson is, I don't think there's any doubt he's going to free agency this summer. Nobody can offer him the money in an extension that he's going to get over the summer because of the CBA. He is a 22 to $24 million per guy. That's a $72 million contract. 
He's not getting that now. He's getting that in the summer. Yeah. And again, NBA sources confirmed what the Jazz told me. Um, and that is that Jordan Clarkson has said to the Jazz, hey, look, I'm not going to sign this extension. We're not going to get into extension talks. I would like to be moved to a contender if that's possible. Jordan Clarkson doesn't hate Salt Lake City. He doesn't try to get out of the Jazz. But if he can get to a contender who has a chance to win a championship, Jordan Clarkson would welcome that move. And I think the Jazz know that Jordan Clarkson likely brings them a first-round pick. Now, who that comes from and how valuable that is, I don't know. But the obvious stance partner there, in my opinion, is the Phoenix Suns. They, they control all of their future first-round assets, including this year. Yeah. And I think Danny Ainge, I've been told repeatedly, would like to add a fourth first-round pick in this draft. And that I, I, absolutely that makes a lot of sense because it gives him ultimate leverage. I think Jordan Clarkson and I think Mike Conley, both of those guys get moved. And I think absolutely... Without doubt, Malik Beasley gets moved. This roster is going to be very different, or at least it better be on February 9th at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Yes. If it's not markedly different, I think it's a loss for the Jazz. Yeah, 100%. And and I don't understand, like, what is the point of, of like, what was the point of Jordan telling you ahead of time that he wasn't going to sign that, that player option for you to just waste that opportunity? So that's what I'm saying. When you ask what the percentage is he's still on the roster, zero. He won't be here. Yeah, I, I find it hard. I find it hard to believe that, you know, I look up and down the West. I find it hard to believe the Lakers aren't going to make a deal. I mean, I, I that would be very difficult to to do. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, you, you hear all of this stuff about where Jeannie Buss currently is mentally and that she doesn't want to give up future first-round picks. Those picks are meaningless. They mean nothing. If you're the LA Lakers and this is part of the problem in Los Angeles is that philosophically that team's broken. Yeah. Jeannie Buss. And, and I'm really surprised. I had high hopes for the Lakers with Jeannie running the show. In 2026 or 2027, do you really care about your first round pick? <laughs> if you're the LA Lakers, you're a destination organization for free agents. Why do you care about your first round picks? You've never won by drafting players. You're winning, in my opinion, by signing guys like LeBron James, by signing guys like Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. You're winning because of that. You're not winning because you drafted Brandon Ingram. You're, you're just not. That's not who the Lakers are. Yeah. It's not who the Knicks are. So that's, again, not to be redundant, but why it's so shocking the Knicks didn't make the Donnie trade. Because... If you're truly in New York and you're one of the most valuable franchises in all of professional sports on the entire globe, why are you not buying talent? Why, why is it that when Kevin Durant was available, the Knicks were a hard no on that? That is shocking to me. And so you look at these franchises and these organizations, it's what frankly is so mesmerizing about what's going on in Phoenix. Because you still have a guy in Bob Sarver that owns that team is he going to put a check mark next to a trade? Are you going to have to go out to your new owner? Is that even a, a possibility at this point? Yeah. It's an awkward situation with 22 days to go before the trade deadline. You got to make magic here if you're the Suns or, or yes. you're probably going to lose Chris Paul without ever having won a championship. Well, Chris Paul, you know. I mean, I, and look, I know that book's on an extension and everything, but but the reality is it's a player's league. I mean, yes. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and beat around the bush that – if that situation goes sideways, don't think for a second Devin Booker is going to hesitate about getting out of there. Like I, I look, I, like Book, 
Book is a great player, but the reality is he's got winning to do. He's got winning to do. You you have to get to that sort of next level in your career, which is a championship. And and I don't believe that Phoenix is, you know, put together right now to go ahead and do that. So to me, you're just playing games to play games when you're healthy, right? And that's a whole other side of the conversation. So I don't know. But like the the Jordan Clarkson angle, he won't be here. He just it, it's just not it's not in the cards because the, the Jazz aren't gonna pay him what he should be paid, what his market value is. And it's very clear that there's demand for him. So why would you not go out and make that move? Like, to me, I just look at this situation and I say, hey, you know, inevitably, like this, that's what I was saying at the beginning of the show. Like, you can't get married to these guys. Like, these guys are trade chips. These guys are dudes that are going to be moved. And this team is going to look different. And that's just kind of the reality of the situation. But I'll even go a step further on JC and say, you should not sign him. You should not, you should not sign Jordan Clarkson. Paying him $72 million over three years is, is a fail for this team. Yeah. It's, it, it, is the, it, it is the same thing as extending Mike Conley these last two years. You just should not have done that. That was a mistake. And you, you are, in my opinion, paying more money than you should be. Now, and you're going to compound that mistake if you don't trade Mike Conley. Because, again, I, think, I don't think I know that Dallas... I would put Dallas and the LA Clippers as the two hottest teams on Mike Conley. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, from what I've heard and what sources have told me, Dallas and the Clippers are the two hottest teams. I would put the Phoenix Suns as the hottest team on Malik Beasley. There are deals to be made. Yeah. You've got to go and make those deals. Dan, that, this is why you hired Danny Ainge. This is, you didn't bring him here to facilitate draft picks. Yeah. So... It to me, it's just a, it's, it's a no brainer. It's an obvious, straight up thing. Like it's not, it's yeah. not difficult to understand. Yeah, it's a no brainer. And I, I, the Devin Booker point's really interesting because I, I don't see Devin finishing his career there. No, I don't. I think if if I'm Devin Booker, I'm trying to get to Los Angeles to play for the Lakers. I, I, it just makes too much sense. I mean, there are guys that are odd fits, and then there's Devin Booker to the Lakers, which is a tremendous fit. It makes too much sense. And right now where the Western Conference is, the Suns would be foolish not to go all in because you have all of the assets to make that happen. You have a billionaire owner coming in. You have this renovated arena. You're building a new practice facility. You have a town that's behind you. Go all in. Yeah. Go all in. And if you don't win now, okay, at least we tried. Hey, that was a terrible trade. Well, you know what? I tried my best. Yeah. That to me is where you need to be at. Yeah. and Jordan Clarkson, again, I, I, I think there are, you know, an interesting team that was brought up is, is the Brooklyn Nets with Jordan Clarkson. Is Jordan Clarkson a, a good fit for the Nets? I think he is. The problem is, do you want Joe Harris from the Nets? I probably don't. That's a, if there was a three-team deal, that's a three-team deal. And I would, I would be curious to see how the Nets would operate. But Joe Harris isn't a guy that the Jazz are after. That's not a guy that makes a lot of sense. I've heard Joe Harris linked to the to the LA Clippers. Absolutely. I've heard Joe Harris linked to the Clippers. Yeah. But I, I don't see why, if you're the Nets, you don't add another offensive piece, especially off your bench. Yeah, I mean, they need it. They, they absolutely need it, and that's been the kind of the gaping hole in their roster that, that needs to be filled. And, and that's why I say, like, Again, there, there's too many options. Jordan fits on too many teams not to make a deal happen. It, it, it just... That's why I keep saying it just makes sense. It, it, there's a 0% chance he's going to be here because, because if he's here, 
well, let me put it this way. If Jordan Clarkson is here after the deadline, that's just you saying we didn't. We were just unwilling to trade Jordan and we're happy to let him walk. That's what that says. Which I don't understand at all. Yeah, which I don't get. Yeah. Uh, Yusuf says Luca is all about Luca now. Don't disagree with that. Um, Eric says Luca was always about Luca and only Luca. He's tough to play with. He's tough to play with. Yeah. You know, uh, McKinley Cutler says, I want to see JC and Don reunion in Cleveland. Would be another good fit. It, he's a really good fit in Cleveland. McKinley also says, although that would probably require a three team. I think all of these deals are three teams. I There are very few 1v1 trades. Because, I mean, you're if you're making a 1v1 trade with Danny, are you going to win that trade? No. Oh. I think that's a real question. How many teams are willing to deal one-to-one with Danny Ainge? Yeah, not many. Not many after what happened with the Rudy thing. <laughs> Not Dude, many. That is. I mean, that was cold-blooded, methodical, and thorough, bro. Like, that was yeah. clinical. Um, Brent Burnett says, no doubt John Collins likely suiting up with the Jazz. Beasley and Gay are gone. Cavs, not, uh, Cavs involved sending out Levert. Yeah, I... Not a big Levert guy. Yeah, I don't know what you do with Karis Levert. He's a rather average guy. I mean, he, he, I mean, he's got talent. And I know the Jazz had interest in him in Brooklyn. But, you know, this is Rui Hachimura. Like, what's the win in Rui? Get bringing Rui to this situation, what's the win there? Yeah. Yeah, he's a power forward, but is he a difference-making power forward in two years? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. Is John Collins a difference-making power forward in two years? I think he is. Yeah, he has the potential to be. Yeah. I think he is. But I, I don't... I, I See, I think you got to be careful speaking in superlatives. Oh, he's gone. He's the, like... There's so much in motion here that, I mean, you just don't, you really just don't know. Yeah. And it's remarkable to me that when you look at the things we've talked about on this show, I don't think we've gone, you know, and I'll go back and look at where we, where we posted that up, but you know, you, you look at, you look at the things that we've talked about, right? Um, according to Shams, the Utah Jazz have been the most engaged team recently in pursuing John Collins. Uh-huh. And we've told you that back to last trade deadline. We told you that over the summer. Like, there's been a consistent conversation between the Hawks and the Jazz on John Collins. And it's it's a matter of timing and assets. And right now, I think the Atlanta Hawks are very motivated to make a deal. Yeah. They, they know, I think they are acutely aware this summer could be a disaster for them. They've kind of remade their front office and this Trey Young thing. I think they're going to trade Trey Young in the summer. That's just my opinion. I've heard it both ways. I think that they wind up moving Trey Young. Yeah. I think they know they've got one last run right now. And I think John Collins is an awkward fit there. I think they'd rather have Clint Capella as their five. And I think they know that if they can add a, a quality veteran, I don't know, like a Jay Crowder. Yeah. If they can add a well-rested and healed Jay Crowder. Which they sorely need. They need some toughness on that team. If they can add a Beasley or a Clarkson. Yeah. And they wind up making a three-teamer where they send Bogdan Bogdanovich to Phoenix. Jared Vanderbilt goes to Phoenix. THT winds up in one of those places. And you send um, John Collins and another player. Why wouldn't you do that? That makes all the sense in the world. And all these other people that are like, oh, the Jazz are going to go for this guy and that guy. Ask yourself if that deal makes any, just start with common sense. Yeah. And a lot of these deals just don't make common sense. 
They don't. Danny Ainge isn't giving Jordan Clarkson away. Like some guy yesterday on Twitter was like, I've heard from people directly involved with the Jazz that Danny Clarkson or Jordan Clarkson will be traded by Danny Ainge for a second round pick. When has Danny Ainge ever done? He got a first round <coughs> pick for Royce O'Neal. When has Danny Ainge ever done that? Yeah. And you just got to say to yourself, okay, is Atlanta going to trade for Jordan Clarkson, give up a second round pick and not give them... I mean, the whole point is to remake your roster to a certain extent. Yeah. So you need to move John Collins. Like, that makes perfect sense. A lot of these deals don't make perfect sense. And and I think that's why you see a lot of these, these things just floating around. And they never come to fruition. Riley O'Brien says, and if they don't trade him, he's walking as a free agent. Exactly. Yes, he is. Exactly. That's why I say it all points to he won't be here. You know, and, and, and the... The second round pick thing, the first round pick thing, like, you know, you could speculate on that all day, right? But but I agree with you. Like, Danny's never been a second round pick guy. Like, mm -hmm. Danny's always been, like, this isn't, look, with Mike Conley, I could kind of see a second round pick. Okay, he's on the, he's very much in the last couple years of his career, but he can still do some things for you. Okay, second round pick, maybe a, maybe a bench player to go with it. All right, great. I, I, like, I could get down with that logic, but, Jordan Clarkson is still a premier six-man in this league. Jordan Clarkson can come off the bench and give you a cool 30 points on any given night. Like, he is he is valuable, man. And, and that's why I say this nonsense about second-round picks. Like, I, I, like, I'm not doing that. No, and I'd also remind you that making a, a one singular massive trade is not what's best for the Jazz. So, again, I'll just say, I'd be surprised if... Beasley and Clarkson went out in the same trade. Yeah, I'd be surprised by that. And you've been on that for a minute, and I think it makes a lot of sense. Because I mean, why I think would you? Why would you? Jordan Clarkson's worth he. It, I don't know if he's worth two first round picks, which is what Danny's asking for. No, I think he's a first and a player. I don't think he's worth two first rounders. That's that's asking a lot. And but, that's what Danny's asking for is two but, first round picks, which he should be, by yeah, the way. I was going to say, you know, if you're negotiating, if again, again, this word logic that we keep using, if you're negotiating. Right? You want to start high so you can negotiate down to a reasonable price that you're willing to accept. So it doesn't surprise me that that, you know, the information we have says that that Jordan that Danny is asking for two first rounders for Jordan. Cause then the other GM is gonna come in and be like, All right, well, I'm not willing to give you two firsts, but I'll give you a first in buddy over here. You know, I'll give you a first in this guy that I feel like projects into your roster really well. You know, that's how it works. Yeah. By the way, all of our Utah Jazz talk and NBA talk on this show is presented by Quick Quack Car Wash. Okay, guys, I'm going to tell you the secret to impressing my neighbors, the Wyatt co-workers, you name it. I just swing by Quick Quack. It seriously takes two minutes, and people can't stop, won't stop checking me out. Getting a clean car is definitely my best life hack. Kids are messy, camping's dirty, but my truck sure isn't. Can't stop, won't stop checking me out. That's right. That's right. He, he you know. Dilly dilly. Dilly, dilly. dilly dilly. By the way, where's my monster truck spot? Yeah, my bad. <clears throat> there is a yeah. huge on sale this Friday here at Maverick Center. Get to maverickcenter.com. Um, we have got big events coming into the building. Monster trucks are coming. Um the WWE is coming. Uh, that's on pre-sale right now. The public sale goes off on Friday. So Friday, you got you better be at MaverickCenter.com. And by the way, uh, that's tomorrow. So we are all Yeah, clear. that's tomorrow. The, <laughs> Already. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the event list, and let, yeah. me, let me pull it up. The event list at Maverick Center, 
There's another um there's another fierce fighting that's happening. Yes. Um I mean just go to maverickcenter.com. That is that is tomorrow uh 5 o'clock, the doors open for fierce fighting. Yeah. Um which is which is huge. But you start looking at uh you start looking at the the schedule. Yeah. It's it's going to be it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's and, pretty legit. The, and it's cool to see how the building kind of transforms depending on what event you go to. Like Monster Trucks is going to be sick. There's yeah. no way like the thing about the Mav that I've always liked and having been in a lot of like arenas and venues and stuff like there's just there's not a bad seat here. It was built for hockey, right? Which means the reason you care about that is because in hockey arenas, you can't afford to have a bad seat. You have to be able to see the whole rink at any given time. So when you have women's gymnastics, monster trucks, you know, G League, when you've got all this stuff happening, it's cheap and there's no bad seat. Dude, are they, they, you guys, you guys, they have another one of those Tex-Mex rodeo concert things happening. The, the build out oh for that my is God. wild, bro. I'm talking about- February the- 12th. Dude, they bring in, like, I don't know how much dirt it is, but it is an immense amount of soil that they pack into the the ground. Oh, my God. And it literally is a rodeo with a live concert. It's crazy. Yeah, so what's on sale Friday? Um, Friday is Monster Trucks, February 10th and 11th. There's a track party you get for free. Bring your kids to Monster Trucks. It's amazing. Um, then the Pac-12 uh, Women's Gymnastics Championship is March 18th. And then Road to WrestleMania, the Super Show, March 25th. Uh, Saturday, March 25th, that goes on sale. I mean, the, the list of events at Maverick Center is amazing. MaverickCenter.com. Uh, we're going to start running some spots uh, on that as well. Let's get your comments in here. We love you guys being here, man. Please hit the like button. It really helps the channel grow. Uh, we are at 102 likes. We've got 27 minutes to get 50 uh, or 48 more likes. So if you're if you're one of the 193 people watching this show right now, please consider giving us a like. It really helps the channel grow. Yes, We're yes, trying yes. to get to 10,000. We're at 9,536 subscribers right now. We're rolling. Let's We're rolling. go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, one of the more interesting comment subjects is Rudy Gay. I hope people understand that Rudy Gay... I hate when people are like, oh, he sucks. It's not that Rudy Gay sucks. Rudy Gay is a certain kind of player at this point in his career. Yeah. And this system is diametrically opposed to his skill set. They need to move Rudy Gay, and I think they will. Rudy Gay does not suck. He is a spot-up jump shooter who doesn't play a lot of defense. He's a bench player on a really good team. Yeah, And I think that's his role. He is not a a 20-minute-a-night guy on a young, fermenting group of players. So I would be careful not vilifying him. Don't hate on the guy. I understand he hasn't been great, right? And he's missed a lot of shots that you would kind of expect him to make. But his career is not done yet. Yeah. Uh, Cody Strickland, how the heck are you? How's the baby? Good morning, guys. Just tuning in up all night. Good win for the boys. All went uh, perfect for the Jazz. Not so much for the Clips. Yeah, they were without their starting rotation. Y'all says, Kessler's becoming my favorite. Can't wait for the offseason to see if he will put money in his game. Yeah. Approaching 10,000 subs. Nice. Yeah, it's been a meteoric rise. Cody's been around a long time. Yeah. It's crazy. We're, we're about to crack 10,000 subscribers. Yeah, dude. 
It's it been, is. Um, what an honor. It's just I mean, crazy. again, we've been doing this show for like seven years or whatever it is now. And we've only been on YouTube about two years or whatever it is. So, you know, I mean, it's it's definitely been a quick rise. Brent Burnett says, is there any way to post or send trade scenarios? Yeah, become a member and join the group. What do you mean post or like, yeah, you can put them in the comments. You should become a member, Brent. Yeah. Seriously. And if you guys uh, don't know, we offer $9.99 memberships per month. It, the best part of the membership is you get into the Instagram chat group. It's yeah. amazing. It but really is amazing. But you can do things like talk about trades and put, you know, work the trade machine and screenshot it and talk about it. Yeah. Like that's part of what we do. Yep. Uh, JC is worth a 21st round pick, especially if he gets to a contender. Wow. Two first round picks, you mean? Uh, James Jensen says, I would agree. He, I, if, he get, if he puts you over the top to a championship, he's not worth two number ones to Phoenix. He's yeah. not worth two number ones to Atlanta. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. I mean, the Clippers, the Clippers are an interesting fit for him as well. I mean, it just depends on what they want to do. Roger says, poor Rudy Gay. Uh -huh. Brent Burnett says, Gay is a great filler on trades. He is. So is THT, though. Yeah. Telling you. Jansen says, I'm waiting for the UFC to come back. Went last year, and it was one of the best experiences of my life. I agree. Uh, Ron Nolan says, pinching the head off of a python. Okay. Okay. If it's not on video, it never happened. Yeah. Uh, Kanai, what's up, my guy? He says, I feel like Rudy Gay is just here only because of Conley. Just my opinion. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. I don't. Lewis says, he just does not fit in what the system is. They can't get him gone fast enough, Rudy Gay. I would agree with that. Uh, Gay just doesn't fit the jazz, but he's a great filler for doing trades like Beasley and Gay for Collins. Eh, I don't know about that. He doesn't have that much value. That's the Beasley thing. Beasley and like, Gay doesn't get you John Collins. Nah. It's not even close. And remember, the jazz are hard capped. So you're going to need to be pretty close on the numbers. Eric C., what's up? Happy birthday. Did you have a good birthday, Eric? What'd you guys do? Uh, thanks again for the birthday shout out yesterday, Jake and Monty. You're welcome. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. You're welcome. Uh, scammer trolling. I use the promo code for Papa Murphy's. You are welcome. Hey, scammer hey. trolling. Hey. Yeah. What That's kind of what pizza did you get, about. bro? Yeah, what did, did you, you? Did you get the meatball marinara? Did you get the XL on Y? You know, did you get a classic Yeah, did you cheese? get the meatball? What did you, what did you wind up getting? Yeah, dude. What'd you get? Um, let's see. Jaron says, what shoes does Ochai wear? They look amazing. KD 16s. Yes, he does. I believe that's the 16. Let me verify. Brett Robbins says Rudy leans. Yeah, he does. He should stand and squat. He should. Uh, scammer trolling says pepperoni and that's it. Okay. Okay. You Correction. Know. KD 17s. Yeah. I'm tired of you making these mistakes. Yeah. Well, we don't, we don't play basketball anymore. So I've lost track of how many shoes Kevin Durant has out. Talking Utah jazz basketball on the Monty show. Eric C says it was nice. Just spent the day with my family and girlfriend. Oh, that's cool, dude. That's cool. Uh, Brent Burnett says ran the trade machine and it all works with the rules for all teams that are capped. Beasley and gay is not getting you John Collins. Right. It's not going to happen. It's not enough value to Atlanta. Why would Atlanta do that? Yeah. What, and that's one of the reasons we don't speculate. And I know a, a ton of people DM me and they're like, hey, bro, look at this trade. Guys, 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 guys. We don't guys. speculate because you're talking about a guy's career. Hey, guys. But I can tell you right now that Beasley and Rudy Gay does not equal John Collins. Threesley? Oh, excuse me. Beastly and Rudy Gay does not equal John Collins. That's never going to happen. <laughs> you know. Um, Jaron Eccles says, I asked my wife uh, the question, sit or stand. Did not like the answer oh, I got. Oh, no. Is she a stander, bro? 
It's my girl. Dude, is she a stander, Jaren? Let's go. Jansen uh, says, Jake can't mess up his shoes. This is why Sarah Todd doesn't like the show. See? It's your problem. Well, at least I know I have to pay for my shoes. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, I'd trade Rudy Gay for a corn dog. <laughs> why do you bring up food? I am so hungry right yeah, now. Yeah, dude. It's crazy. Brent Burnett says, Atlanta is dumping a nasty Collins contract. They paid too much. Right. Yeah, and well. he's got... Do you, got, you guys understand that the Jazz are not the only team ch- chasing him? Yeah. It's like a competition to get John. I, I you get that? And Brent, you don't have to agree with us. Malik Beasley and Rudy Gay ain't equaling John Collins. And I'm not sure that he's disagreeing with us. I think he's just simply saying that, that that's what Atlanta's trying to do. And I actually don't think, and again, this is just my opinion, I actually do not think that John Collins' contract is that terrible. And we've talked about this on the show before. Yeah. John Collins signed a five-year, $125 million extension. His average salary is $25 million a year. He signed that, and now he's in the second year of that deal. Right. You've got this year, and then you've got 23, 24, 24, 25, and then the third year's a player option. And what you essentially have left is about, what is that, $75 million? You don't have a power forward on your roster. Yeah. Paying John Collins $25 bucks a year on average is not a bad deal. Not when the salary cap keeps going up. And I also think, again, he's pliable. It's not like this guy is just stuck in the mud or anything. No. Like the guy, you can, you can develop the guy, you can... You can, I, I, like I always say with John Collins, this is where I always find myself because of the deal and because of, you know, his skill set. Like I always find myself, you know, saying this is somebody that you could mold into the system that Will Hardy wants to run because Will Hardy is the guy they want to coach the championship team like they do. Yeah. So to me, this is not, this is not some, you know, difficult situation like you're gonna have to give up significant talent to get john collins yep but to me it makes great sense go and get that guy because kessler is not the strong gonna bang with dudes guy right but john can be that guy he can be that guy yeah i think it is going to be very interesting to see how all this plays out yeah i really do because i think when you look at john collins's numbers it makes a lot of sense for the jazz yeah it makes a lot of sense for the jazz and I think the biggest win for John Collins is getting out of that system in Atlanta that is just not even close to setting him up to succeed. Well, and I think the situation, too, like you've got the system that, you know, like you just said, the system where he can't succeed or it doesn't cater to him. You got the fact that it's Trey Young's team and Trey Young, culturally speaking, in that locker room is not great, which is why they went and brought in DeJounte Murray, in my opinion, to kind of even that out a little bit. So Trey Young wasn't the only quote unquote star in the locker room. Like, you know, and then on top of that, you have an Eastern Conference that's super top-heavy and loaded, so it's going to make it tough for you to have big-time success. Like, that's the issue. And listen, if Phoenix ends up, and I still think the three-team trade that we reported a month ago that Shams confirmed this week was Threesley, Malik Beasley, that Holly Rowe now calls Threesley. Dude, come on. She was not good last night. Uh, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt end up in Phoenix with Bogdan Bogdanovich. Yeah. The Jazz end up with John Collins and probably Dario Saric on an expiring deal. Two first-round picks. Mm -hmm. Atlanta ends up um, with 
I, and I think the biggest part of that is going to be Jay Crowder. And I could see them getting Cam Johnson. Yeah. They're going to wind up with a, a mix of players that includes Talon Horton Tucker. Yeah. That deal makes a hell of a lot of sense. It gives them a veteran leader. It gives them a defensive prowess. It gives them a really good three-point shooter. It alleviates them of Bogdan Bogdanovich and John Collins' deals. Yeah. And it gives them flexibility. And it allows them to move up in competitiveness pretty significantly. The Jazz end up with John Collins and Dario Saric, two first-round picks. Phoenix ends up with a, the much-needed wing consistent shooter in Beasley. Jared Vanderbilt that allows them to bang a little bit. And by the way, I would not be surprised to see a, a Bismack Biombo end up in that deal. I would not be surprised to see filler pieces like that end up in those deals. But it makes zero sense yeah. in my mind that you would make a 1v1 deal with Atlanta. There's just not enough value. You need, a, you need Phoenix's first-round pick. Correct. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, just like what the Mavs did to Chris Stapps. If, you're, if you make a player a light post, he will be a light post. Laurie was set uh, free to play the way he plays instead of telling him to sit in a corner. I just think Laurie Markkinen's mindset needed correction. And it's very interesting how many coaches don't believe they need to tell a player to be aggressive. Yeah. You need to tell a player to be aggressive. You know, like it, one of the more interesting conversations I've ever had was with Phil Jackson about Dennis Rodman in Chicago. Uh-huh. And he straight up said I, two things. I don't care if he takes a week off. I don't care if he ever scores a point. What, I, what, he, what Phil Jackson told Dennis Rodman was, get every rebound. That's your job. Go get every rebound. And he did his job exceptionally well. When you ask Rudy Gay to do things he's not capable of, he's going to fail. Yeah. When you ask John Collins to do things he's not capable of or you haven't developed him with, which is be a screen and roll to the basket player, <laughs> when you've only asked him to be a three-point shooter, he's going to fail. Yeah. So you've got to put them in positions where John Collins is going to come to Utah and they're going to tell him, hey, we've got to get your footwork right. His footwork is a disaster. Yeah. You know, like it just isn't, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Brent Burnett says, no need to give up Vando when we can trade Dom and Balmero. And Dom who? Why do you want to keep Jared Vanderbilt? That, I, don't, I don't understand. What you, is that supposed to mean Doak? I don't know who Dom is. If that's Doak, you're up in the night, dude. Because yeah. Udoka Azubuki has zero trade value. Yeah. None. He is not an NBA player. Yeah. So I don't know what that's about, but it is what it is. Like, <laughs> so let me get this right. You really think Phoenix is going to give you a first-round pick for Doak and Beasley? <clears throat> you think they're giving you a first-round pick for that? Like, I'm not sure what you're calculating on. Uh, John Jackson. It's been fun watching the subscriber number climb over the last couple of years. I remember when you talked about reaching 100 subs. So do we. Yeah, we it's do. It's been a grind, dude. Yep. It has really been a grind. And that's why we always ask, hey... Hit the like button. If all 193 of you that are here now give us a like, we're at 109 likes. We're trying to get to 150 every single show. Yeah. So if everybody who hasn't hit the like button hits the like button, that'd be fantastic. We appreciate you being here, JJ. Thanks. Good morning, uh, Lee Jensen, a member of the program. Good to see you. 
Uh, Jansen says, Laurie is an absolute menace on the court. He needs a confidence boost, and I think he found that here. And I, I think you haven't seen his best yet either because what if he has a legitimate number one? Yeah. If he's number two to an alpha number one, yeah. how much better does he become? Yeah. That, that to me, is what's going to be Danny's the real... he's not stupid. I think Danny sees that. That's going to be the real question. That's going to be the real question. Uh, let's see. Alex Chacon, a member of the program. Good morning, Alex. I would trade Vando and Beasley for Collins in a first in a heartbeat. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. If you... Think about it this way. If Vando and Beasley end up in Phoenix, THT ends up in Atlanta. Yeah. Right? You end up with Collins and Sarich and a first-round pick. Right. How do you say no to that? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think you would. I think you'd be happy with that. Jared Vanderbilt, I think, has gotten exposed as a very low-ceiling offensive player. He, I mean, and... He, uh, it is surprising his lack of explosiveness in certain situations. He's got to, he's got to build his body. He's not that guy. That's never been what his, that's not his game. I agree with that. Uh, Brett Robbins says, I never knew there was leaners, was leaners. So man, team lean, team lean all day. Team lean. Nah, bro. Ain't nah, bro. Can't do that. Uh, what would have to come for us to trade Walker? Boy, that's tough right now. Uh, nothing. I, and I don't think it's a question that needs to be asked. I don't think so either. I would not. I mean, again, and I know, I, I know that there are people who are like, oh, Ochai, forever, bro. I'm telling you, the only forevers on this roster right now are Laurie Markinen and Walker Kessler. I would not trade Walker Kessler. Yeah. I would not. Yeah. He is he is a four or five guy. I think it is best he can play the four or the five. Yeah. I think if you bring in a John Collins – and you allow Walker to 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 play play the five with a guy like Collins sagging to help on the bigger guys. That's a lot more physicality and a lot more fouls, and it's going to allow you to be a much better pick and roll team, a much better pick and pop team. You can play them together, you can play them separately. Like yeah, and you know there is some thought around the league that Walker Kessler's development might push John Collins out of consideration here, but I don't think it does. No, because you can play them together. That, yeah, I, like, I don't I think just it disagree does. with that. You can play them together. Yeah. And I still maintain I'd trade the whole entire roster for Laurie yeah. and DeAndre Ayton to play together. Yeah. If you can get DeAndre Ayton, man. And I like Ayton a lot more than I like Mitchell Robinson, but if the Jazz can add DeAndre Ayton, good Lord, my friends. Yeah. can you, I can't even imagine that. I mean, it, it would – I don't even know what I would equate that to. You know, for, if, if we're being really honest, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a fantasy. Like it, it not making trades would be like not using Asado seasoning on your wings. That's right. It, like you just wouldn't do that. Yeah, that's insulting. You wouldn't do that. Yeah. That's why you shop at Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com, or any of their five Utah locations Logan, Leighton, Lehigh, the GZ, St. George, and of course our friends on State Street in Murray. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. It's been great to see all of you. The Traeger Smoker boom on this show has been awesome. Yeah. And I cannot, again, implore you enough, get to Barbecue Pit Stop because when you hear the name Barbecue Pit Stop, they are the best equipment in the business. They're the best equipment in the business. Maybe you're not a Traeger guy. You're a Yoder guy. Cool, they've got all that. Big Green Egg, sure they do. Camp Chef, absolutely. Yep. Pizza Ovens, absolutely. They have all of the best equipment. And on top of that, they have all of the best accoutrements. Pellets, absolutely. 
You need you need wood chips? Absolutely. You need tongs because every man needs tongs. tongs and stuff. Absolutely. You need aprons. You need you need a every every smoker must have a weatherproof cover. That's why I'm a Traeger guy. Yes. Their covers are amazing. Their ground mats to protect your concrete. Amazing. Everything you need comes in the Traeger package. Yeah. And then the expertise in the people you get at Barbecue Pit Stop. Mama Mia. That's what I'm talking about. And whether it's been the brisket that they helped us crush uh, for our 4th of July party two years ago when we first got our Traeger. Yeah. Um, all of the pizza tips, all of the wing tips, like at the Oregon BYU watch party at Barbecue Pit Stop in Lehigh. Clinton gave us all these great tips about how to let your wings sit in the seasoning before you put them on the heat. Let that seasoning break down the the acids and the enzymes in the in the wings. Oh, the difference it makes. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's what you're paying for at Barbecue Pit Stop. The expertise, my friends. Yeah, that's what you're paying for at Barbecue Pit Stop. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Shop online, no matter where you are. In this great country or yours, bbqpitstop.com. And again, I will say, the asado seasoning is amazing. Yeah. I just don't know how you do it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Noah Young says, Larry can play the three and the four. I, I'm telling you, he is. I know it's crazy. He's a two or a three. No, he's no. I would lo- three, I love him. Three. No, bro. He's not a two. No, he's not a traditional two. The, no, there's no. But if you, but again, we've got to get out of this idea Think about it this way. Walker Kessler, five. John Collins, four. Dynamic alpha male, three. Laurie Marketing at the two, and then Collins section is your point guard. Who says no? Bradley Beal at the two, or whoever that superstar is going to be, Donovan Mitchell at the two. Okay, great. Laurie Marketing's a three. Yeah. Well, Don's not here. Let's say, and let's just use Bradley Beal as that guy. Bradley Beal at the three. Who says no? With Laurie Markkinen at the two and Colin Sexton at your starting guard. You're not saying no to that. That's a group of five guys together that you're going to have a lot of problems matching up. Now, are there going to be defensive problems for you? Yeah, there's going to be some matchup problems. Mm -hmm. But if I can find a really good number, if I can find a really good number one, dude. Yeah. Dude, are you kidding me? That would be unbelievable. Devin Booker, two or three. I don't care. You can play the two or the three. Laurie Markkinen, three or the four, two or the three. Like, hey, give me four other guys around Laurie Markkinen that bring out his very best, and he helps them bring out their very best. Mm. I'll fight you for it. That's a hill I'll die on. I'm tired of talking about, like, and this is why Walker Kessler, oh, he's a center. He's a four or a five. He, I'm telling you, when he's all done as, a, as an NBA player, he will have been able to defend the four. Yeah, I'm, I'm all in on it. I'm all in on it. Uh, Noah says, Lori needs a max contract with the Jazz. Um, I am... And I like his number. Say. It's too early to say. I, I think, like, let's not, go, let's not go crazy on this guy. Like, let's... Show me what you can do in the playoffs. I'm not signing dude to a max contract until I know he can do this in the playoffs. He's got another year at 17.2. Why would you rush it? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not paying Buddy $30 million a year until I know that he can... Knock it down. I would not rush it. He's yeah. got uh, in 24, 25, he's on a non-guaranteed deal. You'll extend him next year. You know, the problem is, again, this is going to be one of those situations where it'll depend on what he's eligible for as an extension. Yeah. So it'll be, um, it'll be interesting because that the, the, the 24, 25, 
becomes fully guaranteed on day one of the, the NBA draft in 24. So there's a lot of time, dude. You've got a lot. of. There's going to be a lot that's going to happen. And I know it sounds crazy to say it now, but is Laurie Markkinen on your team when you win a championship? Oh, he absolutely could be, but he absolutely could not be too. I mean, you just don't know what's going to come together. I'm not, yeah. I'm not the guy. I don't believe in buying out guys' cheap years. I'm not the guy that extends my rookie quarterback a year more than I have to. I'm not Fernando Tatising anybody in this I'm not, league. I'm, I'm not, not doing yeah, it. In baseball, perfect example. In baseball, I'm not buying out a guy's arbitration year. So let's go to arbitration every year. And if I got to pay you, great. Oh, you have one more arbitration year? Okay, let's talk extension. Because that's just dumb business. Yeah. You're paying Laurie Markkinen 17 million bucks next year, and I'm happy to do it. Yeah. I'm ha- he's a $30 million player. I'm happy to pay him half that. Damn right I am. Yeah. I'm not extending him now because he's not a forever guy. Yeah. He's not a forever guy, right? Like he's, he's just not. And I know that there are people who want him to be a forever guy, but I'm telling you that he's not. And Fernando Tatis is probably the best example of this. Fernando Tatis, do you understand now with the San Diego Padres, Fernando Tatis will never be their shortstop. He is an outfielder now and not a good one. And I think there's a chance a year from now he's not a Padre anymore. Yeah. And this was supposed to be their all-or-nothing guy. Well, until, you know, he tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs after breaking his wrists on a motorcycle. Yeah, and apparently put the wrong hair product in his hair. Well, I mean, he would never use... Yeah, please. Yeah. Get out of here. Okay. With that. Eric yeah. C. says, Damn Fernando Tatis, LOL, my favorite player and was a liability. He, what a liability he is for the Padres. What an embarrassment he is for the Padres. Yeah. Man, we got into it with Ben and Woods on Twitter over that. You remember that? Yeah. You knew the second they extended him on that deal, that was a mistake. That was a huge mistake. Yeah. In my opinion. You know. Uh, let's see. A couple more on the Jazz. Then we got to get to getting yourself locked in a dog cage. Brett Robbins says, Sexton, Laurie, Collins, Caruso, Walker. Who says no? Which Walker? Walker Kessler. So, Collins, Sexton, Laurie, Marketing, John Collins, Caruso, Walker. That's not a starting five. Yeah, that's a playoff team, not a starting five. Uh, Ignacio Canasuraldi, Ignacio, what's up, Iggy? Uh, is Sexton going to extend his contract? He just did sign and trade. Uh, Yusuf, need to head off and catch you guys. See you, Yusuf. Thanks for being here, dude. Uh, Jansen says, as a Diamondback fan, okay, well we don't need to read yeah. the rest. Of All right, we'll see you next year. That's it. Yeah, we'll... next year. Okay, cool. All right, let's get to the stock crate thing. As a Diamondback fan, I'd give anything for Tatis Jr. I'm itching to even just make the postseason. Jesus. Yeah. No thanks. Guys, what's your thought on the Jazz being interested in Rui Hachimura? As we talked about, I don't think they're interested in Rui Hachimura. Yeah. I think they were last summer. His name was thrown around. But, I mean, I just don't think he's an upgrade to what you, to what you are trying to do. Is he a better player than you have now? Well, yeah, you don't have a power forward. But is he the best you can do? He's not. And I'm not paying what they're going to be asking for him. Yeah. I'm just not. That's just me, though. All right, you want to talk about getting locked in a dog crate, or what do you want to do here? Well, I mean, yeah. I, I probably got five more minutes on the show that I can make it. Oh, are you so, floating? Yeah, I'm floating. Uncomfortably so. Okay. Yeah. All right, make sure you smash the like button, you damn casuals. We appreciate you watching the show, The Monty Show, presented by The Advocates, utahadvocates.com or theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business, they never ask you to pay a consultation fee, uh, and they never ask you for a retainer. You don't pay the advocates unless and until 
They win your case at utahadvocates.com. Tomorrow on the show, full NFL. We'll talk more jazz, of course, but tomorrow we're... Got to get into it, bro. I'm excited to talk about this, these games. This Bengals-Bills game? Epic. God damn. It'll be hot. Thanks for being here, you guys. Where are we at on likes? 117 likes. 164 people watching. Bang the like button. Love you guys. Hondo P. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.